Blog Talk Radio. Ghost. 
I never cheered for ghosts on the show. Show ghosts. I did not like ghosts. I thought ghosts was selfish, narcissistic. I thought there was a lot of bad things about ghosts. And the more like like you know like the wheel thing, I, st- I still think Ghost is a shitty character because I'm like, damn, you know your son is out there struggling in a drug game. You know he killed you, <laughs> but you know that your son. Why would you set your son up to almost fail? I mean, it's kind of like you had a lot of chances and stuff like that. So yeah, I just I kind of I don't know. I don't know. I still feel indifferent towards Ghost. Like, I, I, I don't know what I feel there. And then I feel like this, I mean, I just feel like I'm ready for the Stansfield thing to be over. And I just want Tyreek, I want to feel the adultness of Tyreek now. I like the little school, so I know Tyreek is not going to grow real fast, but I want to see, like, I kind of want Tyreek to be this, smart gangster, but I want Tyreek to be getting fighting skills and stuff like that. I want more from Tyreek. I want the intensity of power. Like, I felt like the first two seasons was that. I know this season they have a new showrunner, so I don't know how that's affecting it, but I I, I feel like it's lost some intensity a little bit. Maybe because the second one was not that good. I feel like I'm already predicting things, shit, that's going to happen in this one. I mean, like, you know, I'm already predicting that uh, Lorenzo is probably going to go. You know, I'm I'm already predicting how I see, I I, I don't know, and the Norma, I, here's, here's the thing. The Norma character, I don't know how I feel about the Norma character. I do. I did like the Mecca character though. A lot of people like the Norma character. I felt like they took Mecca out too fast. I felt like Mecca should have stayed a little longer. But you know, whatever. I I don't know. You know, I would have I would have kind of liked that. I we'll see where they're going with all this, and I'm kind of tired of the the dynamics of the feds and the just trying to get Tyreek and. I want them to be fooled for a little bit. I want Ty- I want to see Tyreek build up the drug game a little bit, like build it up. I don't know. I don't. I don't know what, how I'm feeling right now <laughs> about Power Book Two. I don't know. We'll see after about like the third or fourth installment. Okay. I just don't know. Now another thing that came on this week is I've been you know Snowfall. This is the final season of Snowfall, and listen, they killed, if you if you have not seen Snowfall, it was on Wednesday, here's a spoiler, spoiler alert, okay, so turn, you know, don't listen, okay, for this next few minutes, but they killed my favorite character, which was Uncle Jerome, I was so upset, I was like, no, I knew it was coming because of the previews, I knew Jerome had to go, I knew because of the previews and how they had been building up Jerome for the for like, you know, the last three episodes, and I was like, when it, you still ain't prepared for your favorite character to go. you like, damn. When it happened, I was like, mm, ugh. And, you know, it was so, because he was just telling Louie how he wanted to go to Jamaica and get out the game. He was like, shit, this is in this. Louie didn't want to listen. You know what I'm saying? And so, and end up, Louie ends up kidnapped, and... You know, he ends up trying to chase, you know, help Louie, and and ends up dead. And, you know, the whole thing is she tries, she's going to be blaming um, 
uh, she's gonna be. Why do I always forget? She's gonna be playing, uh, 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 blaming uh, her nephew uh, for it for the next few months. I don't know why I'm going blank for with uh, uh, his uh, with his uh, his name. But she's when it's really, really, she won't take you know responsibility because he never really wanted to get that deep into uh, the drug game. So she never, Franklin, so I don't know why how I went blank on Franklin. He's the main star. She never wanted to, uh, He she's going to be blaming Franklin for everything. But Franklin is actually who saved her. If it was not for Franklin, you wouldn't have been saved. So it was, and then you know the reason when she, when, when that, when, when Jerome is talking to her that earlier that day, in the scene, and he's telling her, he's saying, hey, I'm out the game. I don't want to be in this no more. I'm tired of getting shot at. And, you know, this is based, this is like, this is happening in the 80s. So this is a, a time of the drug game in the 80s when the drug game was real thick and wild and everything like that. And so he's telling her, this is too much. Louis, it's time to get out. And she's like, I just need more time. I need more time. And he's like, what's wrong with you? And then she's like, when everybody, she says, when everybody, you know, does business and everything, even though I'm the brains of the business, nobody looks to me. Everybody looks to you. And she's like, I, you know, like, that's a problem. He says, so you, you want to, he said, you want to get that, you want to die because of self self-worth or something like that, and she said, she's like, yes. Like, yeah, it's mean more to me. Feeling good about who myself mean more to me. Yes, I'll take death for that. But instead, it meant her man's death. And I thought she, I said, what kind of chick are you? I mean, you see, like, I would, it, it was obvious. Like, he was done. Man, I, I, I was mad. And how she, it made me dislike Louis even more. I was like, uh, ah. Uh. You know, I don't know who I dislike more, Louis or Franklin. Because I don't like Franklin either. So, you know, the the, the character that, um, I don't like Louis. I don't like, I mean, I don't like the Louis character. I don't like the Frank, Teddy character. I'm, I'm, I'll be glad for them to get, even though I believe Teddy's going to be the last man standing. Can I tell you why I'm going to believe, I'm believing Teddy's going to be last man standing? Because this is based loosely, I mean, the Snowfall people would say it isn't. I'm just going to say the rumors are that this is based loosely off of the thing of, of a true story of, of Rick Ross's true story that happened in the 80s when the CIA, if you guys look up the Iran-Contra affair and how the CIA and uh, that's why I call Ronnie, Ronald Reagan big, the drug dealer, how in you know the 80s they used drug deals and stuff to fund the war. Okay? And so in the midst of that, in L.A., there was this character that was Franklin-like, whose real name was Rick Ross, who was, he was the first person to start the, uh, the concept of crack houses and stuff like that. But there was a CIA agent, allegedly, that was helping him. And that agent, like nobody to this day, I think he just disappeared, right? And, you know, he just, most people say, just walked away from the game, Right. So, and it wasn't only, they wasn't only using Rick Ross, they was using other people, too. There's another story, too, about somebody, I forget, a, a white guy who was a pilot or something like that, that they had doing stuff. So, listen, 
I mean, you know, so I'm my my belief is that the CIA agent's gonna be left standing. I don't want my next favorite character is Leon, and I really don't want to see Leon go because I love Leon. I like to see Leon and his wife go back to Africa or wherever they were and leave or move somewhere else and leave that whole drug game and Franklin and all them the hell alone. But Leon like, came back and felt like he got a little bit caught up. So I'm hoping that Leon is not the next casualty. I'm hoping that the final people left standing is Leon and Wanda. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I I don't feel like Franklin should be left standing, my personal opinion. Franklin, I think, is going to end up in jail. That's what I'm, I'm, I'm betting, that Franklin ends up in jail. I'm betting that Franklin's girlfriend either ends up dead or losing that baby. Uh yeah, I, I feel like Franklin will receive loss in some sort of way. You know, Franklin's always been getting lost, but I do feel like Leon is going to be left standing for some reason. Leon and Wanda, I feel like I'm hoping Leon and Wanda are the final that pieces and uh, Franklin's mom. That's That's my hope. And I got this feeling, this strange feeling that Franklin's father is not dead. Like, you know, we all, because we never really seen a body, everybody just assumed Franklin's father was dead. And see, Franklin has killed Teddy's father. People, everybody's assumed that Teddy killed Franklin's father, right? The CIA just killed Franklin's father. Everybody's assumed, I don't think Alton is dead. I think he's still very much alive. I think that Teddy sent him off somewhere to save face. And that Franklin's going to feel real dumb when he finds out that he's not really dead. I don't believe Alton's dead. I just don't believe Alton's dead. So it will be interesting to see. Okay. Uh, yeah, so Snowfall really, really, really has been really excellent, really good. Okay. Um, next. Okay. Do you, have you guys ever watched a show like, you know, you saw it on TV, but you didn't, you know, you didn't pay no attention to it. And then the show gets canceled and stuff, and then you happen to run across it on Netflix. This is what happened to me this week. <laughs> so, like, Designated Survivor. Oh, I did not, you know, I did not know how good that show was. It lasted three seasons. I'm just now starting the beginning of the second season. Oh, it is one of the best political action type shows since 24. I actually loved so far the first season of Designated Survivor. You know, it starts the idea of Designated Survivor, you know, that when they do the State of the Union addresses, all of Congress, all of the, you know, uh, the staffs and every, and Republicans and Democrats, everybody is in uh, Congress, Senate, uh, uh, the whole Congress, Senate, and the House, everybody is in this building. So they leave a designated, each administration picks a designated survivor in case something bad happens to all of them, like in this, you know, in this in a scenario, like they all end up getting in an explosion or something like that. So this series explores 
what would happen uh, if um, uh, that scenario happened and the star was the guy who used to play the big time spy on 24. If you were a big 24 fan like me, I used to love 24. Okay, so a big 24 fan, uh, Keith Sutherland, I believe it is. Keith, Keith, I think his name, I think this. Uh, I think that's his name. Let me look it up. But he is the uh, star of Designated, Designated Survivor. Really, uh, yeah, Kiefer Sutherland. He really he played Jack Bauer in 24, okay? So, like, he he's really good in this. Oh, it's so good. I mean, and it's so it explores so many. What I like about it is it's not just action, like a lot of action, but it, it explores so many, you know, they throw in messages in there. And it's, it leans more towards the liberal ideals of things, but they explore such political um, uh, political theories, political ideas kind of in the midst of it. And I really like that about the show. It's a thought-provoking show as well as, a, a, even though they got messages and it leans liberal, it's still a thought-provoking show as well as an action series, and I like that. You know, it doesn't go so far out like Scandal. Scandal I loved, but Scandal was like far the far the hell out. It was pretty far out. Uh, but man, I have to say, if you guys haven't seen, ever seen it, Designated Survivor. It only lasted three seasons, but it's on Netflix right now. They've been showing it. Really good, really, really good. I mean, you'd be impressed by it. Okay, so. That's my week so far. Oh, yes, and I did. I have been watching Love After Lockup. Okay, uh, listen, here's what I'll say about Love After Lockup. Uh, <laughs> I think it's in the new season. Like, last night, I think the most interesting part on there, I mean, Friday night, the most interesting part last night was um, Skylar and Aries, Aries, Aries. And I hear she's pregnant. I hear they're married and she's pregnant. And I kept thinking to myself, you know what, I kept thinking, to her, oh, my God, I hopefully they don't have a child. Because they're already having problems. They, you know, I don't know how long their relationship is still together, I hear. But here's the deal. She started going off on him the other night because he came in, you know, Aries, we know, drinks and all this stuff. And he part, you know, he used to be a rapper. So she's going up to me, you're a husband now. You're a father now and stuff like that. And I'm like, Hell, he just got out of jail two months ago. This is the problem. Why you shouldn't have married him right off? Now you're trying to uh, pressure this man to be something that he is but not. He's not that. He's not a husband and a father. He just got out of jail. <laughs> and she can't get it. Her, she just can't get it. She, she, she's like sitting there, like you know. Like, just expecting this dude to turn overnight. And I just felt like, what kind of craziness is this? What kind of crazy hell are you putting this man through? Like, I didn't, I didn't, like, some women was like, some people be like, yeah, that's right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, she, why he ain't a husband? No, you're desperate. You were desperate, and you got to, you went down to get a man in the jail. See, this is when, you know, I always say when you, when you as a woman didn't want to work on self and you went down to the jail, so you you, you didn't really, and trying to make up a dude 
so it can fit into what you want. Like, you didn't want to work on yourself, so you want to take a shortcut. I'm going to go get this dude I can control. You know, I can get him out of the jail and try to clean him up and everything and, you know, and make hopefully it work out for me. What it really means is, you know, what a lot of times, with, uh, and it's, I see this constantly on Love After Lockup, a lot of these women on Love After Lockup, lock up, I mean, and it's life. This is just in life. A lot of times in life we all have escapisms that we use, all kind of different things and stuff like that. And instead of truly working towards self and getting self better so that we can get the thing that we want, you know, we – mess around and, and get a we, – we, we say, you know what, I'm going to take the shortcut because I don't want to, you know, uh, I, you know, I want to – and try to get – try to make somebody be that. And it, and, it, and it just creates a terrible scenario for self, you know. So, yeah, so that's what I saw about them. They were the most interesting. Um, that's like Monique and Derek was my on that one. <laughs> but that's what, that's what I thought that was interesting, which – kind of leads me to my it's a word today <laughs> i was listening to my favorite favorite okay so you know for those of you who listen to the show i like tarot right so i was listening to one of my favorite tarot card people and she was talking about you know uh, she was talking about uh, uh, uh relationships and how people put certain scenario put certain things on people like or project onto people. Like, you know, a lot of those women, when they they, they come out the jail, <laughs> I mean, they go to jail and they get these men and try to project visions and dreams and everything like that on them. It, it, she was just saying, she oh, she was she was telling the story of a couple, and she was saying how, um, uh, she was just talking about how one person was, uh, like, uh how they view relationship was through the eyes of how how they needed to be fed was through the eyes of monogamy, uh, love, and um, that's how they got their fulfill, fulfillment and self-acceptance, where this other person in the relationship got their feeling through multiple, like their passion was fed through multiple relationships, through love. And these two people fall in love with each other, right? And so she was saying how, you know, Rahu, like she was talking about the moon and and, and how uh, she was telling a story about how uh, Rahu is the favorite wife of the moon and stuff like that, and the moon goes around and chooses. It was it was very interesting how she told the story, but she was saying, basically she was saying that sometimes you have to choose what's best for you. Like you don't choose, you have to choose to work on self or choose what's better. And you can't have the, um, you can't put pressure. And we all know this on people to change. We know this, but we don't go into relationships because, listen, let me just say this. In every relationship there has to be some change some function the functionality of change but there also has to be the functionality of 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 acceptance so there needs to be a functionality of acceptance the functionality of change and the functionality of 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 compromise okay i don't care you say i ain't compromising damn yeah you will <laughs> right 
so they like if you both have something scheduled on a night and you haven't seen each other in a long time, well then you may have to compromise with something. You know what I'm saying? That's compromise. I'm not talking about compromise, huge things. But I, I, I found the what the story that she was telling to be so interesting because I was like, you know, people just do that in general. And I was like, you see that on Love After Lockup and places like that a lot. And it's where people, you know, try to project what they uh, want on the on 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 in friendships, relationships, all kinds of things on people when you just really have to have self acceptance for who those people are. And you have to work on self most of all because you gotta find out if that's acceptable to you. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, is it acceptable to me to be in a relationship with somebody who does not accept my way of things or does not accept or they don't accept their way, even if you love them, you know what I'm saying, even if you totally care for them, even friendships. This isn't, I'm not just talking about relationships. I'm talking about friendships too, right? It's like am I making them be something they're not uh, equipped to be? And we're going to talk about this a little bit, a little bit more. Has to talk about going to the show when I talk about Sierra. Because I think this is important. And I'm just using Sierra, for example. I don't really know her business, but I'm just using this story because it's come up a lot this week about Sierra and how she how she should dress and, and shit like that, okay? And so I, I'm going to get into my own scenario of something that I've been thinking about for my own life. Like, it's like there is this situation now I'm looking at now. I'm supposed to be, like, choosing there's a group. It, it, it makes me have to look at the way I do things. I'm like, whoa, I got to change up some stuff <laughs> if I do this. <laughs> right? So I'm, I'm, so, so, I, so it, it, every relationship requires some form of comfort. You know, even our relationships with our workplaces require us, if you, you know, if you have a workplace, requires us to uh, function in certain ways. You know what I'm saying? So the question is, What's is that a fit for you, and does that work in your life? I hope I'm making sense to y'all. For this is y'all, it's a word, okay? So what I'm basically saying is that you have to don't you have to be able to see the reality of certain situations, and that and and really that's through effective communication. I mean, people, you know, that's another thing. You can guess and guess all day, and you can assume and assume and assume, but people have to have effective communication. Communication is important, too, to understand who these, who everybody is in your life, their positions, who they are, and making sure you don't. Because, I, you know, I'm a, strong, like, I'm a strong person. I'm really strong in terms of, like, my how I am on the outside, I'm forceful. I can force you to see things my way. <laughs> and sometimes I have to watch out because I'll be projecting on people. I'll be like, mm, you know what I'm saying? And I'm very, I can influence you. And I know I have the power of influence. So I have to be very careful. I'm like, oh, that I'm not projecting. No, if this person really is like this, this is who they are. And there's no, um, you can't, it's not up to you to change them. I mean, I can influence, inspire you and try to influence you, but it really is taking a reality look of people in our lives and our relationships and in our lives, our friendships, relationships, and families and stuff, and asking ourselves, can we function together? Can we move together? Has is. Okay, does that make sense? 
And that and how you learn those things, I feel, is through effective communication. You know, knowing the person and they, like you, you know, understanding that in every relationship is going to be power of compromise, the power of uh, of 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 not community. What's it? Compromise, um, and basically being able to acceptance, seeing the person, a person the way they are, for who they are. And also um, asking yourself if you can, you know, if you can live with those things. Because if a person a person has to want to uh, change to fit into your space, okay. So I guess I say that because she had that was such a um, interesting thing that she talked about. She she was talking about accepting people in our lives and how we accept ourselves and stuff like that. And that first comes with extreme work on ourselves, like working working on who we are so that we can understand what our boundaries will be and what our boundaries should be. And it's always hard to work on self. Like when you work on self, you understand that when you begin to, like when you get to know who you are and know what you accept, what you won't accept, and how you'll move and stuff like that, it changes so many things. And so I think sometimes what people, a lot of people are afraid of that, um, Afraid of making those moves because it it it, it can it can change the environment around you, okay. But I think that's so important because if you don't do that, you will have something come into your life that makes you or forces you to do those things. Something will always like you know I was looking at Aries and Skyler or whatever they were having they're having their I think that's today the two couples names I'm, I don't know, but I was looking at them and I was like. Okay, she's being forced now to 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 find. She's going to be forced to find herself. If she's got to go down, she had to marry him. But now she's going to have to go down the hard road of trying to discover her boundaries. What she should have did that in the first place. She, if she would have done that a while back, she could have saved herself a lot of things. Now she she may have to go through the pain of those things. Same thing with you know I say with other couples, a lot of couples sometimes on on love after lockup. But I'm gonna use that. I'm gonna talk about it a little later on on in the show. We'll, you guys will probably understand this it's a word a little bit more when I talk about Russell and Sierra. I think I'll maybe I'll sound a little bit more clear. <laughs> But that's your it's, it's a word today, okay? I hope I made sense. It's acceptance, understanding who you are, so that you can accept others around you, and you can understand if they, you know, if they're a fit for your lives for certain things, okay? All right. So, oh my goodness, we are getting ready to go into the news. When I get back, child, it is so much to talk about. Y'all, Beyonce and Adidas done broke up. Now, y'all know that was gonna happen. Everybody know Beyonce. Did they really break up, or did Adidas break up with Beyonce? Adidas dropped Beyonce. Is that what happened? That's what, you know, because we're going to tell the truth up in here. <laughs> All right. We got to talk about DeSantis wanting to run against Trump. DeSantis, I have told you all, he's cosplaying Trump. He really is a neocon. I feel like he's put up by the neocons. I feel like it's somebody, you know, if you're a Republican and you're trying to, uh, and most Republicans aren't buying it, Trump is still, by far, you know, way ahead. Uh, and I believe the Democrats would love to run against DeSantis more than they would uh, Trump. Because DeSantis 
is just going to be easy pickings. Nobody wants to, who wants to kind of vote for a guy that's not really being who he is, who's cosplaying someone else. So I, I think that that'll be um, interesting to talk about. And uh, this billionaire CEO this week, he says thousands of laid-off tech staff just did fake work. And I thought, what a rude thing to say. Okay, so we're going to talk about that a whole lot more when we get back on the CC show, we got to get into this news. and uh, But meanwhile, let's start off the show. You know what? Y'all know how I be doing. I be having the song I'm going to start off with. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know what I want to start off with. Okay. Oh, my God. Let me tell you, my new, like, like one of my newest younger, like for the younger generation, male singers, <gasps> I am really just loving this guy. I think he, you know what I like about him? I think he's, a, I, I, I love, he's a, he reminds me of a baby face kind of. Like a, I like when I hear romance, romance. I love romantics. And his songs always have that, that, that sound of like, you know, like sexy, uh, sexy. It, let me, let me see what's the best way to describe it. Like a summer breezy day, like a beautiful summer breezy day, <laughs> a breezy night. It just has his songs has those, like, freedom and romance and lyrics to them that I just love and, uh, like, this hint of youthfulness. So let's off the, uh, the uh, show with one of my faves, one of my new favorites, okay, Kevin Ross, Look My Way. It's the CC Show. I'm Carlotta. I'll be back in a moment, y'all.
for the very best in government, politics, celebrity entertainment, music news. Tune into the Carlotta Chatwood Show right here on Block Talk Radio. Hey, what's up, everybody? We are back on the Carlotta Chatwood Show. That was one of my favorite girl groups of all time, Mary Jane Girls with All Night Long. It's the CC Show. I'm Carlotta. We back up in these streets on a Saturday during the day. I sound more loudly during the day, don't I, y'all? <laughs> okay, so... That's because I've been up since early this morning. Man, I gotta tell. I have to tell y'all later. Okay, I have to tell y'all. I, I do have to tell y'all, but I gotta make sure that I, everything goes smooth first. <laughs> before I tell y'all about. I'm trying. I, I remember I told y'all about that theater group. Okay, I can't. I can't. I'm not gonna tell y'all who it is yet. But I'm trying to make some decisions and things. But then I'll let y'all know. Okay. But yeah, I was up this morning with that. We had like an orientation for it, so I have to, we'll see. <laughs> All right. But let's get on with the news, okay? It is time to get on with the news that's going on in this world. First of all, I got to start off with this because, you know, I when I heard this dude say this this week, I was like, wow, is that, you know, it, it says so much because, like, let me, let me just read the story. This is according to Business Insider. Uh, it says millionaire and billionaire CEOs say thousands of laid-off tech staff just did fake work. Okay, let me read that again. Millionaire and billionaire CEOs say thousands of laid off tech laid off tech staff just did fake work. Okay, it says Silicon Valley founders and investors are debating what constitutes real work in tech. That's amid the biggest shedding of jobs in the industry's history. Investor Keith Rabos last week said firms had overhired engineers who do fake work. If you're not building or coding, what what exactly are you doing? That's the question posed by certain members of Silicon Valley elite who are attributing layoffs to a boom-time phenomenon, phenomenon, phenomenon overhiring and fake work. A tirade of fake work came last week from Keith Rabos, the PayPal mafia member, um, technology investor, the current chief executive of e-commerce and open store. Speaking from Miami at an event hosted by a banking firm, Evercourt, Rob Bose said big tech firms had hired too many people in pursuit of vanity, of the vanity metric, of headcount. They brought on so, so spoiled workers in order to look bigger than rivals and to stop those workers from achieving anything useful at a competitor. Uh, he says all these people were extraneous Robo said, uh, this has been true for a long time. The vanity metric of hiring employees was this false god in some ways. He, char- he charged that thousands of employees at Google and Meta were essentially kept around to do nothing. There's nothing for these people to do. They're really, they're really, it's all fake work, said Rebos, whose net worth at the time was estimated at $1 billion. Now that's being exposed what to do now that that's being exposed what to do what do these people actually do they go to meetings they view has gained hold among rich investors and uh the view the view has gained excuse me let me say this again the view has gained hold among rich investors and founders 
they really were doing nothing working from home. Thomas Seabill, the billionaire chief executive and artificial intelligence firm C3AI, told Insider this week, he added, if you want to work from home like four days of work in your pajamas, go to work for Facebook. Wow. Uh, let me just say this, okay? This is from, from the nerve from probably a spoiled fucking CEO and a spoiled fucking, uh, what do y'all do? What do y'all do all day? What do you do all day? Okay? And while I do respect some CEOs, because CEOs make hard decisions and shit like that, and they can be one getting dragged out to jail and stuff like that, but I hate when bitch asses with billionaires and millions of dollars coming off their highest the last two years was the highest amount of money people in the fucking tech world. They make me cut. People in the damn tech world world make. They made so much money these last two years. A lot of those workers they didn't have nothing to say when they was at home because of COVID. Partly, a lot of this COVID that was going that was that staying at home has been because of tech. And so now you want to call people lazy after they've helped you build up your 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 uh they've held you help most of these people have helped you build up your technology and now AI is coming down the frame. You see no need for them. Just tell the truth. It ain't about them being lazy. As a matter of fact, people say a lot of workers work harder from home. That was Elon Musk up there talking that crap. I'm telling you, most people say people work harder when they're at home. Right, and so so here, so so all of this bull crap they're trying to now say because they want to get ready, they want to have an excuse to get rid of you, and they trying to make it your fault. After all, you you stayed at home during their biggest time when they was making people stay in the house, and so you helped these a lot of these tech companies who made lots of money during COVID. They benefited the most more than anybody else. Where other companies and People were shutting down food places and everything. Now you want to come back and talk a lot of ish. You want to come back and say, well, you know, uh, see, they were just being lazy at home. Now, because you're finding out uh, your buildings and stuff cost a lot of money, right? Now they want people to come back in the buildings. It's full of crap. And then they try to blame it on the worker who works hard, probably works harder than the CEO. And you got the nerves enough to come out and say, well, they were just lazy and doing the after they done built your businesses up for the last two years, and you got nerves enough to lay them off and then call them lazy. Wow. Some may have. But a lot of those people were working at home because of tech. Do you have any responsibility in in them being lazy? It's it's wow. This is this is coming from millionaire and billionaire. No care for it. Yeah, man. We had to lay off a lot of people after we've come off our most profitable two years. Man, I feel for those people. Some of those people for the last couple of years, yeah, there were some jobs we realized we didn't need, but some of those people really needed their jobs. Some of those people have worked hard, he, but instead he's he's coming, he's late. Who, who, what a bum. I said it. What a bum. You a bum, even though you a CEO. And who would want to work for him? Like, really? Like, listen what he's saying. Look at what he thinks, because he thinks that of the workers. He thinks most of you, oh, this is really lazy work. It's really lazy. No, it's really that you done found a robot to do their job. Poor crap they got around here. This is out of control. 
And what a horrible thing to say about people who just got laid, people who, these tech workers who probably laid off and who depended on that money. Wow. What, this is ungrateful. Uh, just ungrateful. Okay, hey, it says this concept of fake work is rooted at least partly in a in political disagreement. Okay, several of the tech figures pushing these ideas less rep, lean Republican in contrast to the left leaning tech workers, they're lambasting. Yes, and that's the bad thing about Republicans because Republicans have these idea that they just pulled themselves up from their bootstrap, and a lot of them have received uh, 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 rich people's welfare tips. So let's not get cute because the Republicans are all of a sudden becoming the new progressives and Democrats are becoming the new Republicans, okay? But they still got a lot of that uh, 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 corporate money thing to them, too. It says, they appear to vaunt the blue-collar work ethic, sometimes presented politically as the only real kind of work. They lionize weirdos who get things done, uh, uh, done who have hard coding science or math capabilities but may lack soft skills. They show ant- antipathy towards uh, tech unions, a product, they say, of activist employees with too much time and spirit. And I do agree with some of that, that you have a lot of new, you can learn, there's something you can learn from some of these tech people do be spoiled and do be out of control, but that's partly because of the, the things they're learning. They've learned to do things easier. But now I want these tech workers who were spoiled and thinking they were better than the blue-collar worker Look at how they're talking to you now after you've done things for them. They used to, they've done the blue-collar worker like that, too. Like, there's no need for you. We've got robots that can do what you do. Now they're doing you the same way. After you've created the coding and created the software and shit that will make them rich, and now it's all you lazy all day. After being building them up for, and holding them up for two years during the pandemic, the nerve. And, I, and I, I'm independent. I don't lean towards neither. That's crazy. I might lean a little bit more uh, to the Republican side, but I think that's I think that's terrible. Okay. Um, and they say, "Cute day in the life of TikTok videos, where twenty-somethings with highly paid tech jobs showed off about getting face masks in the office and having a self-care moment." Uh, investor Dave Sachs, a friend of Musk and another of PayPal mafia, commented late last August incredibly one such video does anyone still work okay that's just a few kids in the office okay and that's the type of generation don't Elon and Musk and them be laughing and stuff that is that's what their technology has created kids who do things easier don't laugh at them when you've created the environment for them to do that and they'll play both sides, these billionaire CEOs. They'll be talking ish over here about the Democrats and then go over there and talk ish on the Republican side. Just no loyalty whatsoever but to the green, okay? So it's it's terrible to me when I hear them say stuff like this about somebody who don't lie. Because losing your job, whether you lose it in whatever way, is not a, it's, it's hard on people. Whether they spoiled compared to the blue-collar worker or not, both of them – sitting at home waiting for an unemployment check. And both of them have been replaced by big tech. You ain't got no factories and shit no more around here. So what you comparing it to, hard workers? There ain't too many factories around in America. 
And these same CEOs and billionaires who are talking that stuff created that type of environment. They created the environment of the little TikTok worker on there talking about self-care. And now they up there now, and, and they created the, uh, uh, where people can't use their hands and stuff no more. And all these workers who was tough workers who they now trying to say, oh, you need to be, you need to stop. Who you now trying to say uh, worked hard, you created an environment where they non-existent. And then you want to talk mess. The nerve. It's, it's a lot of nerve. It's just it's gaslighting for real. It's ridiculous. I thought that was horrible. This kind of world y'all living in. What's the Twilight Zone? I'm telling y'all. I'll just tell y'all what it is, okay? American service member wounded amid additional attacks on U.S. bases in Syria, reports say. This is according to The Hill. It says a U.S. service member was wounded on Friday following additional attacks on U.S. bases in Syria after initial attack on a base by Iranian-backed militias on Thursday. Okay, but uh, let me see this. Uh, let's see. This is this is the one I wanted. Okay, yeah. It says ABC News reported that two attacks occurred at two facilities in the Deir Ezzor province in the eastern part of the country. A U.S. official told the outlet that five rockets hit one facility and injured service members who was in stable condition. Three drones attacked the other facility, but no one was injured. Uh, U.S. forces shot down two other drones, but one was able to get through. Uh, let me see. There was another article, too. Uh, this is, I don't know if this is completely the one. Let me let me get y'all the right one. Make sure I get it here. Y'all know I be trying. I, be, it's, I wanted to read that one, but that was not the first. <laughs> okay. But what we here's another thing this week that came out. This is from CNN Politics. It said Biden vows U.S. will forcefully protect our people as Iranian-backed groups launch more attacks on U.S. troops in Syria. Okay, now suddenly it's funny. I mean, yesterday, uh, the listen to this. Uh, the titles are changing of these of these uh, articles because yesterday here's the article type: Biden authorizes airstrike in Syria after suspected Iranian affiliated drone kills U.S. contractors and find find uh, unwounds five U.S. troops. So instead of starting off with that, they're starting off with the uh, you know telling you all they've done before they let you know that they've 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 had an airstrike. Uh, it says, but be prepared for us to forcefully protect our people. Biden has said during remarks in Canada on Friday afternoon where he is a two-day two visit. That's exactly what happened last night. He went on, we're going to continue to keep our efforts to counter uh, terrorist threats in the region. The president's remarks remark, uh, marked his first public comment since the U.S. carried out a strike. Thursday evening on Iranian facilities, that the Pentagon said were used by groups affiliated with Iran's Islamic Revolutionary Guards Corps. The response, which the Pentagon said was proportionate and deliberate action intended to limit the risk of escalation and minimize casualties, came after a suspected Iranian drone struck a, a facility housing U.S. personnel in the country, killing an American contractor and wounding five U.S. servicemen. On Friday, another U.S. serviceman was injured but in a stable condition, that's what I just read about, uh, says on the evening of March 24th, two attacks targeted U.S. and coalition forces in Syria at 10:39 p.m. Syrian local time. Multiple rockets targeted coalition forces at mission support sites. Uh, Conoco, the official said. The official said the second attack occurred approximately 11:23. So that's the attacks on America. Uh, but uh, but we uh, uh, they said the strikes are likely to increase. Uh, tensions with Iran, 
with which the proxy groups are aligned, though Tyran isn't uh, always involved in uh, directing the tax that they conduct. The U.S. has already sanctioned Tyran for providing attack drones to Russia to use in the war uh, in Ukraine. And on Thursday, Chairman Joint Chiefs of Staff General Mark Miley reiterated U.S. concerns that Iran Iran has the potential to produce enough fissile fissile material for a nuclear weapon in less than two weeks and manufacture one within months. Interesting. So we got a lot going on on the foreign net, <laughs> and I just, you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm. This is interesting. They, 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 they slid this into the news where people were paying attention to a lot of other stuff going on. But we'll keep a watch on this because U.S. It, 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 it sounds like, you know, Iran has always been a loose cannon. <laughs> And this isn't the time I feel like, you know, while you got China and Russia colluding together, now you, you're doing strikes in Syria. It's just it's very interesting. We'll see uh, how this uh, all this will play off, play out, okay? All right, so in the New York Post it says, if I run, I'll be running against Biden, DeSantis tells Pierce Morgan how he can win presidency, Okay. Uh, this is according to New York Post. It says, Ron DeSantis knows everyone is waiting for him to say if he's running for president. But in our interview airing on Fox Nations, Pierce Morgan uncensored on Thursday. He made it very clear that if he does, he can win. No, DeSantis, you can't. DeSantis will be beat. Because, listen, DeSantis tries to be Trump. But here's the thing. He's not as uh, he's not as uh, intriguing as Trump. He's not as um, – he just comes off where – he, you know, Trump comes off racist in some of the things he does, but he comes off as a bitter racist. Even though, listen, I want to say this to people. Be very careful when they – black people, they try to use us to tally off of things a lot, a lot of these other groups. It's like when they say uh, – when we talk about stuff like um, uh, race theory being taught in schools, we, listen – when I was a kid, because I went to black schools, majority they we had I had black a lot of black teachers. They taught about slavery and stuff anyway. I mean, that's just they they taught about that kind of stuff. Uh, however, and it's a part of American history, okay. But what 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 what's going on with about a lot of these race theories? And I've talked about it before on the show when they when they say they want to teach race theory, what they're not they're not they use black people on the forefront. But they also want to add in a whole bunch of other stuff that people are in disagreement with. And see, we as black people, when we're talking about race theory, you teaching about race and black American things, we got to make sure we back in our stuff. But and let them know you can't piggyback. Uh, if you want to teach about transgenderism, that's not our fight over here. I mean, you know, we, we wish you well. But we... Our fight is different. They try to piggyback a lot of uh, theories, all kind of other things on top of black history getting moved in. And so it's to trigger us in the news, because a lot of the news is liberal, so it triggers us when we when we hear, oh, uh, they don't want to teach about us and what we went through in America. But it really is not about that. We we got to make sure it's not about that. We know that a lot of white supremacists is in run America and don't want that still talk. But we got to make sure it's not a bunch of other stuff they've added to critical race theory classes because that's what they're doing. 
adding a bunch of other stuff that a lot of parents is going, wait a minute, hold on now. It's different if you teach them about what we did in the slave trade and all that stuff, but you, you, we got to make sure that we fighting for us and not fighting for a bunch of other crap they got added on. And that's what they tend to do. They use black people, and then we don't understand why we getting out here, we getting people out here uh, saying, you know, saying certain things. Uh, why they don't want to learn about it? Because they've added other things onto the bill. And a lot of these black leaders, they, they especially black caucus and stuff, a lot of them, they gone. Like, they, they old and they gone. They done quit fighting for black American rights, and they fighting for democratic rights and all kind of other stuff. They got a lot of stuff going on over there, okay? So that's why we, we, we have to be able to see, like, discern what's going on. And sometimes it's it's not that people are being racist. It's that they don't want all the other shit attached on to the bill, I mean, to teach in class, okay? So, you know, always check, check that out, okay? But it says, but in our interview airing on Fox Nation, Pierce Morgan's uncensored on Thursday. He made it very clear that if he does, he can win. If I were to run, because a lot of people don't like him, DeSantis, because of some of the things he said in Florida about critical race theory and stuff like that. But when you look at some of those things, they've added a whole bunch of other stuff to them. I'm running against Biden. Like, we, him and Trump, are competing for the Republican potentially. I get that. But ultimately, you know, the guy, you know, the guy I'm going to focus on is Biden because I think he's failed the country. I think the country wants change. I think they want a fresh start in a new direction. So we'll be very vocal about that. He says, do you think I can, you can beat Biden? I think so. He replied unhesitantly and empathetically, uh, emphatically, sorry. I, I won with independence by 18 points, he said. And so that will be the same formula that we would take. And honestly, forget about me. I think anybody should take the formula like that nationally. You can't win with just Republicans. you got to win with independence, and you need to convince some of these Democrats, which I was able to do in Florida. But they're not woke. They don't like some of the nonsense going on. They want their streets safe, and they want quality education. So I think uh, – you could appeal to people across the canvas. Uh, while Trump currently leads DeSantis for the Republican nomination, he loses the general against Biden because of those very independents. I, I disagree with that. While DeSantis fares much better, I totally disagree with that. Now, let me tell you why. DeSantis is convinced his wildly successful, his wildly successful if divisive Florida playbook can work for all America. Uh, listen, DeSantis is... He's cosplay, and, and, and that's, he's a cosplay Trump, and, uh, and he's going to get up there and he's going to be George W. Bush too, okay, because George W. Bush and his boys, his global boys, which, you know, Obama, George W., Clinton, and all them, they're the same boys, okay. Trump was not in that group. Trump is something different to them. So they want – it used to be so that there was very little difference about the parties. I mean, it wasn't. But when the Tea Party rose up and Ron Paul's uh, the type of party in the Republican Party, uh, it made room for a guy like Trump to come through. Okay, so DeSantis is pretending like he's a Trump guy, but really he's a George W. guy. Okay, there's the, the neo the neocons lost their party to the. Ron Paul Trump Tea Party people. 
and now they're trying to take it back because, you know, they want to go into wars and shit, you know, because the, the, the neocons love wars. And one thing we've learned about neoconservatives, they love a war. They love a good war. So, and they, 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 and so do Democrats. Democrats will follow right along with them because it's really, they being all controlled by the same powers. Now, Trump, not to say he was all that great, but Trump was kind of a rebel out in these streets. He was up there talking about, yeah, I ain't for that. I'm going to be for America first. I'm for national sovereignty. Uh, hey, uh, 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 when he went to, right, a week, a week before he lost the election, when he went to, uh, 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 what's that? The um, in New York, the uh, United Nations, and he gave a speech. One of last Trump's last speech, he says, uh, "I am not going to." Uh, he said, "I am not a globalist. I am not going to be going putting globalism above my country." Uh oh, that was the wrong thing to say. You got to look up the speech. Trump was talking a lot of crap because Trump is a dude that believes in putting country first. Okay, not nothing bad. But, you know, there's some other thoughts about Trump. But Trump is like, yo, I'm a clo- I plan to close them borders down. I ain't letting everybody up in here because we got to get our own stuff together. I ain't, everybody ain't going to be spending, leaving out of America to die. And I'll put tariffs on China because you, you being able to trade for far too cheap. I, you know, I mean, Trump was a rebel. It's not because now they what they did is they tried to make him look right because they know that will make black people react. So so tr- when Trump used to hang out with none but black celebrities, black people, he used to be more Democratic than he was anything. He decided to run for Republican. Look back at Trump. Read, read back, on, back on Trump's history. As a matter of fact, all your boys used to hang with Trump. Uh, Al Sharpton, all of them. Facts. And they'll say, well, he's changed. Ain't shit. Ain't much shit changed. I'm going to tell you that. Ain't too much change about Trump. Trump is the same. They know what they was doing. Trump, I'm trying to tell you, it came in, he was a rebel to the cause against these cause where these globalists. It's not even, you, I keep telling y'all, y'all can't look at, if you're still looking at the world with, between Democrats and Republicans, even though I talk it on here, if you're still looking at the world like that, you're far behind. It is globalists and nationalists. This is the world you're living in. This is the world you're competing in. This is the powers that be, the white supremacists that are fighting each other right now. It's nationalists and globalists. Even though we're in the age of globalism, Donald Trump is a globalist because he's a businessman. But Donald Trump's like, not to be behest of, the, of, the, of America. Well, that's the wrong thing because a lot of these powers that be, they like, in America, we got a world to conquer and make consumers. You got to understand the game and where we're going towards. We already in that game, right? And Trump up here in a dinosaur, talking about, nope, I'm closing down these borders. I'm putting up these, giving y'all tariffs, all this stuff. Woo! He's making it tough out in these streets, telling China who they are. Yeah, China, I, I'm not for that. I ain't going, I ain't going for that. They, China run right over Biden. They ain't paying no attention to Biden. They like, they over there like, whatever. I mean, they run him. So, it's gotten out of control because he ain't for it. See, you, you, I personally think the American government is, is, is probably there's a lot of people in the government now who are being taken over by certain powers and that we, 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 we don't realize that we've been hijacked yet, but we're going to find it out late. And so I think that's, um, so I think that's that's how you have to see it now. If you don't, you you're going to be behind in understanding um, exactly where it is that we're we're going right now. So I don't believe DeSantis is the guy. I believe DeSantis will lose. 
Uh, I do believe the Democrats do plan on dumping Kamala Harris because Kamala Harris has been just that bad. They're going to have to figure out something to make her because nobody's going to vote for Biden and thinking she could be president. Okay, It's not because of her race or nothing like that because Kamala Harris, like I said, is a third black. She's not really all black. Uh, anyway, but it's not that. It's because they just she just simply she comes off really wild. She be saying crazy stuff. I don't know why they who talks. I don't know how that happened. But now I do get it because some people are saying in the low that Susan Rice is a shadow president. So uh, on the low, that's allegedly you know, on these streets. Okay, we read an article about that a couple of uh, a couple of months ago on CC Show about people who they think is running the country. That's why she didn't probably take VP. Why be VP when I can be shadow president? <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> okay. So, uh, yeah, that's that going on right now. All right. So when I come back, y'all, we got to talk. What we got? What we going to start? We still continue with the news. We got to talk about uh, tornadoes in California. Oh my God! And how more 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 uh, the Moderna robberies going on? Moderna's trying to get a bailout. Yeah, the vaccine people. I they made all that money. Now they want some bailout money. Okay, and then we got to talk about Amy and TJ out in these streets. Amy and TJ, have you no chill? Amy and TJ been shopping talk shows around here. What is y'all doing? Y'all just got, y'all just got divorces and cheating on your husbands. What? Come chill. They 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 wild. Okay, we're gonna talk about them. And uh, Shirley Roth comes for a TV drug. TV judge, and she didn't make no secrets about who the TV judge may be. I mean, she's giving hints, but they strong hints. But I don't like what she did. And I'm gonna tell y'all why when I when I get back. We got a whole lot. Beyonce and Adidas breaking up. Sierra, all kind of stuff we gotta talk about. Okay. But meanwhile, we're gonna go to break, y'all. Let's go, y'all. Do. They. Okay. I love this song by Maxwell. Okay. It's you know, I always feel it is my. Belief that if late if the album the last album was it the last one the second in the trilogy if it had started off with this song if they would have released this song for I like the late I know y'all like Lake by the Ocean it's cute but if they would have started off with this song I feel like Maxwell would have got a few more hits off that album see because I believe it's all about how you start off really it really is it's about picking that like Beyonce if she would have picked Cuff it instead of trying to be cute and doing Break My Soul. Uh, she would have sold more than the units that she sold. You know, Beyonce, you know, you know, rumors are that not only Adidas is a flop out in these streets, but so was Renaissance. But I digress. Anyway, what? Listen, if she would have picked Cuffin, it wouldn't have been that bad, okay? <laughs> but anyway, here's Maxwell. I love, like, with, with one of my favorite songs from the second in the trilogy, 19, was it? What is it? What is it? Black Summers from the Summers uh, from the Summers nineteen ninety X. It's the CC show. I'll be back in a moment, y'all.
of all time, Climax, Divas Need Love, okay, gotta be the top 10. I mean, you know, Climax, because Climax was the first girl group where I saw all women, like, playing instruments, like a girl band. Like, I don't think I've ever seen another girl besides Heart. Yeah, like Heart, because Heart had a whole girl band, which I loved Heart, you know, like, yeah, Heart was my stuff, all right? But a, a R&B girl group that played like all like all instruments, everything. Oh my God, have you ever seen the story of Comex? It is so good, okay? And then Bernadette, you know, with talkers ish. <laughs> I love Comex. Comex was great. All right, it's the CC show. I'm Carlotta. We are back out in these streets and we are talking hot topics of the week. All right. What should I start off with y'all? I said, oh I was gonna talk to y'all about um we talk about Biden's Department of Justice is quietly trying to orchestrate taxpayer-funded bailout of boo Moderna. Did they not make enough money during the pandemic? What? Pfizer beat you out? What the hell is going on? Why are we buying, why, why are we trying to secretly fund a bailout for Moderna? 
crazy. Hey, this is this is this is this is really nuts. But let me read. This is from uh, this is uh, from uh, yahoonews.com. It's saying the Biden administration quietly inserted itself into a private patent infringement lawsuit two biotech companies filed against COVID-19 vaccine maker Moderna in a move experts say could establish a dangerous precedent. In a surprise filing last month, U.S. Attorney David Weiss issued a statement of interest in the case on behalf of the Department of Defense and Department of Health and Human Services, invoking a rarely used early 1900s law to argue that the federal government should take on any liability for patent infringement. Moderna may be guilty of related to the development of a COVID-19 vaccine. Oh. Whereas here, the government directly contracts to procure the allegedly infringing goods or service in a contract that, that grants authorization and consent, the benefit of the government is inherent, the Fallon stated. Indeed, the contractor's compliance with the contract obligations alone demonstrate the benefit that the government obtains goods and services for which it pays. The filing concluded that the companies who take patents Moderna may have infringed during COVID-19 vaccine development should be limited to pursuing a claim against the federal government in the U.S. Court of Federal Claims, okay? Now, it says Moderna, which received about $10 billion in taxpayer money to produce its COVID-19 vaccine, has since earned billions more in profits selling it, was sued in early 2022 by Genovit scientists and Arbotus Biopharmer Corp., which accused Moderna of using technology they have patented in its vaccine. The two companies have asked a federal court in Delaware to award them damages for infringement. Okay, now isn't that something? They have sold the, 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 some of the, the, the uh, ingredients for the vaccine, it sounds like, and now they ask them made out this money. Now they want the government to come help, come help, because we, we provided it for you. After they have made out the money, okay? Uh, it says, uh, West then stopped to support Moderna a year after they argued in court, um, uh, in court in May 22, 22 filing that any damages should be paid by the federal government since it contracted the vaccine from the company amid a global health emergency. One week after Weiss filing, Moderna disclosed that it paid the federal government $400 million in a catch-up payment, okay? What interested me was the fact that the government very strange procedural, I call it a gimmick, Susan Braden for a former chief ju- judge of the U.S. Court Federal Claims told Fox News Digital in an interview. I'm a former federal judge, Braden said. People don't generally just pop up in the middle of lawsuits unless they want to move, want to move to intervene or they have something at stake in a case that would make them be a party. She noted that the Department of Justice has attempted to argue that a government use patent statute 28 U.S.C. 1498 provides a legal basis for taking on patent infringement liability. The statute has generally been invoked by the government in cases related to its purchase of military equipment and in one case was used to stockpile an antidote of anthrax, a chemical weapon, in 2001. In recent years, though, Democratic lawmakers have urged the HHS to invoke the statute to break pharmaceutical patents and force drug prices lower. In 2021, Senator Elizabeth Warren, Democrat of Massachusetts, Amy Kohlbuffer, Democrat Minnesota, urged the Biden administration to use the law to reduce pharmaceutical prices. The concept was that they wanted the 
HHS director to use 1498 to go to a generic company and say, go ahead and infringe this patent. Just pick a drug of some sort. And don't worry because when they sue you, we will come in and tell the federal judge that we are assuming responsibility and it should be uh, adjudicated in the federal claims rating code Fox News. Referencing the effort led by Warren. That was the court. I was chief for many years, she continued. That's not a good way of running a railroad. I think it's a misuse of the law. Wow. Braden added that nearly every case she heard while serving the claims court was related to military contracts. She said scientific experts will ultimately have to determine whether Moderna violated the patents held by uh, Genevieve and Arbutus. But the American taxpayer shouldn't be the one on the hook for any infringement that might have occurred. Wow. Crazy. And it says, and then step back for Moderna, U.S. District Court, uh, U.S. District Judge Mitchell Goldberg ruled for a second time in March 10th that the company hadn't yet proven patent infringement liability should be shifted to tax players. He says the reason it's problematic is because the government didn't tell Moderna we need a vaccine to look this way. Gregory Jolin, an adjunct scholar at the Cato Institute and law professor at the University of Baltimore School of Law, told Fox News Digital, the government told Moderna we need a vaccine. However, you come along with it, whether it's mRNA vaccine or a traditional vaccine. If they did infringe the patent, if there's a license fee or royalty fee to be paid, it makes no sense for it to be paid by the taxpayers when Moderna gets to reap all the benefits. Hell yes. <laughs> Don't let continue. It seems that the odd, odd that U.S. taxpayers would essentially immunize, immunize Moderna of every single dose of the drug they produce, irrespective of where it was shipped. Isn't this crazy? See, this is, listen, this is the, this, this, while we're being distracted by other stuff in the world, this is the sneaky shit they be doing. <laughs> They're crazy. We live literally in the Twilight Zone. They're trying to bail out Moderna for some mess they got into, for some mess they did. We said, hey, we need a vaccine, but hold up. We didn't tell you to go steal nobody's stuff. That's your problem. What do we got to do with that? Why, why American taxpayers got to pay for your mess? See how these 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 these, these government officials they don't care nothing about us. These these politicians they care about their boys. Oh, we'll bail you out. Wild world, it's a wild world. But you can't get no bail out. You can't get your student loan paid. They about to bail out Moderna for billions, and you can't get your student loan paid. Ain't that Ain't that see how they do? It's crazy around here. Montebello Tornado was an EF1 touchdown for two to three minutes, NWS says. This is according to KTLA.com. A tornado ripped through an industrial uh, area of Montebello on Wednesday, carving a path of destruction that includes damage to several buildings and cars, the National Weather Service confirmed. And prayers to people in Mississippi, too. I forgot to talk about Mississippi. Uh, Mississippi had a storm come through last night, tornado, and it killed like 20-some people. It said it destroyed a town, okay? So prayers for people in Mississippi that are going through that. But it says a twister touchdown, and it, this is in, but this happens in California. 
says the twister touched down at 11.14 a.m. and was on the ground for two to three minutes in WSN. Area footage from Sky 5 shows roof damage and debris scattered across the Southdale Street of Washington and Boulevard. The National Weather Service immediately dispatched the team to Montalbano, a city eight miles of downtown Los Angeles, to assess the damage. Okay, so now they got to worry about, you know, this is the sign of the times, but it's also a sign of them weather machines they done made out in these streets. But you ain't hear that from me. Listen, because you know it's some weather machines running around here. Y'all know, y'all know they got weather machines. I haven't told y'all this on the show before. We ain't going to go back over it, okay? And then they've been shooting stuff in the sky, trying to dim the sun. These idiots, we told y'all about that too. Okay, ain't no telling what's going on. Ain't no telling. But you got tornadoes in L.A. So now y'all, y'all used to, people in California used to say, dang, y'all got to worry about, y'all got to worry about uh, uh, tornadoes. I'd be, I'm more scared of tornadoes than I am of earthquakes. Well, guess what? Now y'all got to worry about earthquakes, tornadoes, and high-ass ta- high taxes and high-ass prices in California. What kind of ish is that? You know, we're left in Cali. No wonder they all run into Texas. They got tornadoes, high taxes, high lifestyle, oh, everything. It's terrible. It's terrible. Lots to worry about now. All right. Amy Holmes and TJ, I mean, really. CBS, CNN, reject TJ Holmes and Amy Robot pitch for new talk show in wake of Good Morning American Scandal. Hey, have y'all tried Bravo? Have y'all tried Zeus? Networks aren't jumping at the chance to work with former co-hosts, turned lovers, TJ Holmes and Amy Robot. Has appeared new show has been rejected by CBS and CIN, RadarOnline.com has learned. Insiders claim CBS Media Ventures responsible for creating daytime hits like Dr. Field and the Drew Barrymore show turned down TJ and Amy Cass via CNN when their CAA talent agency approached the struggling network with the proposal. When it comes to Fox Entertainment and Fox Television stations, sources told New York Post the embattled couple met with the executives for general meetings on various opportunities. I don't think the talks are serious at all, the insider shared. CAA set up those meetings and everybody took them. I don't think anyone is serious. I don't think there's any there there. Has RadarOnline.com first reported TJ and Emmy are planning their television comeback with a show highlighting their chemistry after losing their jobs at ABC. They believe they can rival married duo Kelly Ripple and Mark Consuelos. Girls for at least about at least five to ten years, you know TJ got a window. She is, Amy. She knows, she knows, yeah. We don't already told her what his window is. She knows he got a window. Speaking of love, speaking of when you know somebody, listen, Amy, unless you probably, Amy, Amy, he, he like, he for the street. What? Can a player change? Yes, players can change on their own. But TJ allegedly was spreading it, dropping it. What, what, what mama practice say? Dropping it low and spreading it wide all over Good Morning America, allegedly. 
Don't nobody want that smoke. Don't no network want that smoke but Zeus or, or, or VH1 or somebody. Girl, y'all going to CBS and CNN. So shut up. Amy, Amy, girl, quit out here being delusional. Come on. Don't nobody want that smoke with TJ getting sexual harassment lawsuits and stuff. It's what it is. I done said my piece. Amy's running around here out here cheaper. Try Zeus. Try Bravo. Andy might like y'all. But Andy might give y'all a reality show. Like, like a reality show while y'all looking for, that's a good one, a reality show while y'all looking for uh, 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 somebody to take y'all show. That should be entertaining. Ask Andy. Y'all need to ask Andy. No, Carlos. Carlos probably look at it for VT. Hey, I'm just trying to help y'all out in the street. This is ridiculous, Amy and TJ. Y'all have no chill. None. Y'all, y'all see the controversy y'all just started? Are y'all crazy? This is dumb. Like, chill. Like, go on the beach for a bit and sit for a while and chill. And, like, look at the sunset or something and figure it all out and realize what y'all just came up, got away with. I mean, there's no respect for y'all. Like your exes, like I'd be like, you know, like you know, if I don't left with with another, you don't left with another boo and stuff, I'd be on the low. I'd be like, ain't nobody gonna know where I'm at for a minute too. <laughs> I'm, I'm embarrassed because everybody don't stop that, so I'm chilling. I'm like, Shh. anything I'm creeping with is quiet. I'm like, hey, 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 I don't want nobody knows about my. Business. I ain't even telling people if I'm still going with TJ. Ain't nobody going to know nothing about me. But apparently these two have no chill because the rumors was they was all over New York City hanging out and shit while they was me. They ain't got no chill. They don't got no chill. Amy and TJ have no chill. Allegedly. Who are you ready to talk about? Should I go with Beyonce or Sierra first? Ah, oh, look at Miss Tina has a little post up. I saw that today, Miss Tina. What's Miss Tina saying? Wow, what, uh, what Miss Tina played this thing with, uh, uh, you know, I like Miss Tina. I follow Miss Tina. Miss Tina, Maxwell, for like me. You know, me and Miss Tina. Miss Tina like Maxwell, too. I see you, Miss Tina. Miss Tina like Maxwell. I mean, we fans. We get it. All right. So, so Miss Tina had to put this thing up here. The closest to strength the week will feel is when they witness, what is this? What's this? What's this say? Hold on. I got to put it on. When they witness the strong at their weakest. Oh, Miss Tina put this up after Beyonce that got dropped by Adidas. Oh, so you see it, Miss, the closest, you feeling now that not only am I checking into the Ramada Inn, Miss Tina, but I'm feeling my strength because Beyonce got dropped. Kind of. Let me talk about it, Miss Tina. Not because I'm jealous, Miss Tina, because I'm right. Because I was right. I'm be- it's not, I don't know Beyonce. I ain't got no reason to be jealous. Do you know what I'm right about, Miss Tina? You know what we write about? The ball ball. The ball ball. How many fans is over there? Let me just go. I'm okay. It's not that I like to be right. I like to cheer for people. I, listen, hold on. I bought some Ivy Park. I mean, I have Beyonce fans saying, oh, you bought a pair of shoes from Ivy Park? Like, they didn't even, they wasn't even checking for the Ivy Park. I, I'm better than the Beast one. 
I don't feel I supported her. Miss Tina, I even brought something from your line when it was on HSN. I had to send them cheap boots back. He was making them cheap black and gold boots. But I did buy something for y'all. I'm a supporter. I'm more supportive than the beast ones. And I don't even like her that much. Okay? So here we go. I mean, I like her, but I don't like the hype around her, the, the over, the bubble. And I'm here to be like, you know, it's time the bubble needs to be bursting. Because it's lies. And it's I don't like these things that get that's conjured up. You know how many followers Beyonce got? Three hundred and two million on Instagram. And this heaven can't break forty million dollars in sales for Adidas. And they gonna say Adidas this week. Adidas. Uh, Beyonce decided to break. First, it was leading the story. Beyonce decided to break up with Adidas. Please. Then it was the next thing was Adidas and Beyonce have come to a mutual agreement. No, Adidas fired that ass. How's the Renaissance feel, Scorn? Have you heard me? Have we, it's, it's, it's ambiguous, isn't it? <laughs> We're going to talk about that in a minute, too. Oh, what should I start? Which story? Let's start with Adidas. Oh. I already got to check in at the mile end, but I'm getting some stress. Where's the Adidas story? Okay. Beyonce's time with Adidas is reportedly over. This is according to Business Insider. It says, the Hollywood Reporter on Thursday reported that Beyonce and Adidas are ending their partnership. Adidas didn't immediately respond to an email seeking comments. The Wall Street Journal recently reported on the struggles of her Ivy Park Adidas line. Beyonce's time with Adidas might be over. On Thursday, the Hollywood Reporter, citing an unnamed source close to the situation, said the parties have agreed to end their partnership. Adidas is like, we lose the money. We we can't even break the good forty. Is them three hundred two million uh, uh, followers on Instagram real or not? What's what's really going on out here? For y'all, t- I'm gonna miss. I gotta talk about all the failures. Like, I'm not really, I'm, you know, because it's overhyped. It's just a bubble, and I hate people being, it's a pushy bubble. It's not Beyonce herself. It's the energy of her career. It's pushy, and it's loud, and it's, and it's untrue. Now, do I think she's a great performer? Yes. But is she overhyped? Yep. This is Disney also couldn't sell Black is King. Black is King sold, like, I think, like, 30, 20-some thousand units, like, when they try to re-release it. It didn't even break the top ten at Disney. Oh, you can look it up. The article is hard to find. But there's articles out there. Renaissance. Floppity-flop-flop. Oh, you can look it up. The first three weeks of sales had decreased after 72%. Look at the last five albums of Beyonce is going to be decreasing every time with 302 million followers. It's not the beehive. It is the bee swarm. I keep telling you that, like a, like a small group of swarms. Swarm, and the rest of the hive is something made up. I don't know. I, I heard For No Fame say it uh, on YouTube. It's like some, it's like some illusion, like marketing people and stuff like that. There's really no hive. There's no bee agency. I know I was, I was disappointed to know that. I was sad. 
But there isn't one. It's like a little swarm. I didn't really know. I thought it was really hivers out here. I'm more beehivers than they are. I bought, I bought, I bought Disney Plus for Blackest King. I subscribed to it and I watched it. The beehive didn't. Uh, the bee swarm didn't. I actually bought four. Like, I went in the store and bought four. <laughs> Y'all didn't. <laughs> I'm a beehive. I'm a bee swarm. Y'all not. Even though I tell her the truth, I'm a bee swarm. I'm actually her friend. Tiffany. Now, Tiffany said it was a successful thing, but apparently they weren't selling anything. And Tiffany's probably good liars over there, Tiffany. Tiffany, uh, both advertisement things with Beyonce. What did they give Jay-Z and Beyonce, like $70 million? Both of them were shrouded in controversy for the blood diamond and all kinds of the, the, uh, 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 the painting. All that, everything, everything was terrible for it. It was not a success for Stephanie, okay? Well, they, no matter what they try to lie, it's not. And I'm explain why, okay? Beyonce, you've always had problems with clothes. From the house of Dookie, I mean, the house of Darion to, to right now, and you getting ready, I saw this couture line you brought out for Renaissance, and I'm like, Jesus, help her. Somebody give her a sign to let her know you can't sell couture. Your audience is not the couture type or Beyonce. They're not. Stop. Stop. They're lying to you, Beyonce. They're getting you. They're getting you in more and more debt on your friend. You know, I'm telling you the truth. They're lying to you. They keep having you sell shit you can't sell. They just get you caught up. So sad. Let's talk about it. The Adidas line was just ugly. I mean, there was a cat suit I saw that was really cute, but that was it. Like, remember when the Popeye's chicken people were teasing her about the first line that was kind of cute to drop, and the Popeye's chicken people released the line and they sold out because it looked just like Beyonce's line from Adidas? And all them celebrities, you did nothing but let celebrities, and it made your clothes even seem more elitist. The celebrities taking pictures, Miss Tina reposted them, and your ungrateful self wasn't even reposting the celebrities. Miss Tina was reposting and open. I don't know, is Miss Tina got published? I don't know what's going on over there. Miss Tina was over there reposting people opening up their boxes and stuff like that. Beyonce didn't even come on to repost her back. Beyonce, she didn't even like blue eyes before. Beyonce like, oh, dude, I don't wear that head, that stuff. <laughs> like she's doing with the tour. Like, like she's doing with Renaissance. I don't like Renaissance. She ain't out here promoting nothing. Beyonce, you can't do that. Baby, baby, you ain't that big. That's why they, they lying to you. They told you you was that big. You not that big. You got to get out here and promote your album. You got to, you got to do a visual. They lying to you. It's not true. You have to work. You can't sit back. Do you see what's going on? It's a bunch of failures you got now. Adidas was ugly. 
And it was again. I'm going to tell you something I just saw. Let me look it up. I don't take too much time on this. Because, you know, Beyonce fans are getting hurt and getting mad and just, you don't see, you just ate Beyonce. I, I, I get my strength from fight liking her. That's my, where's the, 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 Ellie Warner. Now I say, who's over there advising you? Can I just say, who's over who is advising you? Ho, ho, ho. They've created nothing but a bubble. They all collecting their checks, but you're going to be left on. Ellie Warner and Ken Griffey Jr. team up for Women's Rights S24 Queenship Collective. This is from Vibe.com. For Women's History Month, iconic baseball player King Griffey Jr. has recruited Grammy-winning R&B songstress Ellie Varner for the Queenship Collective, a Swingman 24 line. The empowering capsule of apparel and accessories will champion women's sports and advocate for, and advocate for girls and young women to have equal athletic opportunities. Griffey's recruitment of Warner speaks to his lifelong support of equality in women's sports. Now, she's a singer. I don't know. Maybe she could be a passive female, a female player or something. But anyway, I digress. The former Cincinnati Rose Australia can, has advocated for women by creating programs where they can play with passion and confidence without barriers. S24 Queenship Collective fuses the iconic heritage of King Griffey Jr.'s uh, 24 brand with the message of women's empowerment and self-love from Ellie Warner. Per a press release, Ellie was immediately passionate about the athleisure line and envisioned the collection to be wearable, embellished with message, I belong to myself, and it looks good. It looks easy to put on. It's nice sweats. It's from Nike. It's just, it looks simple. And I bet they're going to sell a lot of these if they advertise the right way. Beyonce, this is the kind of shit you should have been doing. You should have been over teaming with somebody like Nike because Nike doesn't have a, have, a, have a king right now except for Jordan. You could have teamed with Nike. Yes, I know about these other players. They're not Jordan. You could have teamed with Nike and made a simple line, not big puffy sleeves, not space cadet outfit. If you wanted to make it, who's going to work out in Ivy Park, Beyonce? Nobody, nobody. You can't work out in Ivy Park. You can't even wear that to the grocery store, girl. You know better. The celebrities were gassing you up, too. Ooh, there was a lot of them. Alicia Keys, there was some actresses. Maxwell was even out here in one of them. And gassing y'all asses up. Just gassing. What they paying for them celebrities? I bet they were paying for them. <laughs> they was gassing Beyonce up. We were gassing her up with the celebrities. The celebrities was opening boxes. Ooh. And that was a bad deal, too, having celebrities on the open boxes. So you should have sent them to fan bases. This beast warm out here, a few beast warm, including me, because I even bought a pair. Shoot, shoot, I support Joy. You could have bought some fans and let, fan, let Miss Tina post some fans. You should have been posting them, because Miss Tina's the public. Miss Tina uh, <laughs> post a few fans opening their boxes. But did you do that? Nah. You you, you you went and showed off your highfalutin celebrity friends. You seem so elitist. Are you telling the, the the hater, like me, 
to go, who supported you to check into the Ramada Inn, you was this, you was giving to the elitist gaslighting celebrities. <laughs> Lying to you, telling you, yo, your stuff was good. And then Judas was probably giving them paid endorsements. Oh, that stuff was good. She's funny there. <laughs> The Nike and Tiffany shoe is simplistic. It's, but you know how many, they said them shoes sold out in minutes. I believe that. You know what? That's what you should have done. You should have bought a, a Tiffany and Nike together with you to create a beautiful beeline of shoes, simple, not nothing crazy, not nothing like my high top uh, 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 Ivy Park shoes that I only wear like for certain, like if I'm wearing big, like bell bottoms or something like that. They ain't simple to wear, just run around. Okay, you can't wear it. That's what you should have did, Beyonce. Simplify things. Okay? I've been telling you should have a hair weave line, but you don't want to hear that. And wig line. You crazy? You need to hire me because you don't know what you obviously you don't know what you're doing. You ain't the only celebrity. It's a lot of celebrities be out here selling bogus stuff. But Beyonce is really the queen of bogus. Like, but but like you need to look at J Lo. And 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 I know Rihanna's real because I see here regular people talking about. I'm back back go by this new Fenty girl. This new Fenty good shit. I be here. I see people in Fenty. I was like a, a heirloom when I walked in the doors in, in school with some with some with some Ivy Park on. People say, "Some Ivy Park? Is this is that Beyonce?" I was like a little, <laughs> I was like a little like a spaceship, like nobody had ever seen. Somebody wearing Ivy Park. <laughs> this is funny to me. Hilarious. Beyonce, they're lying to you. You're not as big as you think you are. Get out here, get simple, start talking to people in interviews again. Get your visuals out, boo-boo. Stop this, trying to be some sort of space cadet. Even with the new line you have with the couture, terrible. I was looking at it through Vogue, like the Vogue things they had online, and oh, my God. It's not for sale. I think it's just something to go with the Renaissance album, a child, I don't know. Okay, but she, it just tells me Beyonce's in space to get with. She doesn't, you know. I'm sorry, warmers. Don't be mad at me. I'm actually telling, telling facts. Simplicity. Oh, my God. I tell her. You know what I tell Beyonce? Get off your butt. Get out here. Start interviewing again. Be regular. Have some fun. If you're going to try to do another clothing line, God save us all if so. But if you're going to try to do a, do another clothing line, simpli- be simplistic. Find out what people out here are wearing. 
for real in a real everyday life. And and come out and, and be happy to wear your own stuff. You don't even like, you know, I pray. Every time I see you say something, I, she did start talking, though. She said a couple of words the other day. Uh, I saw some writing, and it looked like her assistant wrote it, but she said some words. But I tell you to get on Twitter yourself every now and then. Not all the time. You ain't got to read comments. Just tweet something in your own words. Tweet something in your uh, uh, Instagram, something in your own words. Besides your, your outfits and your parties. Say hi to a few of the beast ones. The 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 you got three hundred and two million, so probably the real ones, it's a probably about two million that's real. Oh no, 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 that's the real Beyonce. You know it's you know I'm telling the truth because you couldn't hardly sell all the DVDs. And you and your your record sales ain't been that great. And hey, Disney failed. And Black is King, the album, even when they repackaged it from the gift, tank. I mean, you have don't be believing. Okay. I hate to do this. I, they, be, they don't believe me. They be thinking I'm hating. She hating. Why she always hating? She hating. I'm trying to help her. This is from Yahoo. Beyonce's Blackest King Underwhelms on Disney has Hamilton hosts strong data shows. This was August 6, 2020, when it was first released. Beyonce's visual album, Blackest King, made its much-anticipated debut on Disney on July 31st. But despite the Blue Ivy Carter cameos and hit song Brown Skin Girl, which won a BET Award, Users seem to favor Hamilton over the newly released film. According to exclusive data provided by analytics platform Seven Park, the top Disney titles between August 1st and August 3rd included The Incredibles, Frozen, Muppets Now, and Hamilton. With Black is King, oh, it did finish at like at number 10, but it didn't hadn't broke number 10 before. I think it started falling after that. But it, it took two weeks for it to do, I think, at, at number 10 attracting less than 4% of Disney Plus users. Only 4% of Disney Plus users. So Disney didn't get a rise out of Beyonce having Disney Plus, and I was part of that 4%, little 4%. She didn't get nothing from it. They didn't get nothing from, what was it, what was it, Lion King? When she redid that Simba, who was the witch he was talking in the Lion King? I could barely sit the time. I was like, help me, Jesus. It was so bad, Lion King, that, that, that movie, the, line, the second Lion King. Oh, Jesus. They didn't get nothing out of that. They didn't get nothing out of the records. Mm-mm-mm. And then they did, they then they said, Beyonce, she came up with the right idea. Let's do Black is King. And they still didn't get nothing. Only 4% of viewers, people wanted to see Frozen and the Muppets over Beyonce. Black is King. Am I done? The soundtrack to Blackest Queen is a massive flop, Judiciary Report. I'm not done, but I got two more. I ain't gonna be believing it. I be hating when I have to do them. Do them. I have to show them. I have to tell them because it's sad. I, you know, you have to get mad at me 
Don't nobody try to kill me or nothing. I know some of you are saying y'all killers on, on the, the swarm. Uh, don't, please don't. You know, I'm I'm just, I'm a, I, I've been supportive. Okay. Uh, because, you know, it's in case some of y'all are killers out here in the swarm. Uh, what else do I have to show? Here, where is it? Am I, am I? Okay, is it McGinley? The Beyonce's above it all attitude leads to disastrous sales for Renaissance, down 74% in the third week. This was just three weeks in. That was according to Sobeys 411. Let's I not read about the sales of lemonade. Let's I not read about the sales of four. What was the other one? The the what's the what's the people I forget the other one. There's one more. Yeah. Like the last four or five is just been it. Are we ready to admit there's a bubble going on here? <sighs> now they also want you to believe before I stop and you know beating up on Beyonce for the day. And check, I can go check into the Ramada room as a hater should and feel strong while I'm checking into the Ramada room to listen Beyonce. Beyonce's fans opt for European tickets as Renaissance tour prices surge in the U.S. I didn't say they were selling. I said the prices surge. Now, I'm going to read this and not laugh. This is according to SanDiego.com. Last month, American superstar entertainer Beyonce announced for her 2023 Renaissance World Tour, immediately the Beehive, there's no such bee swarm, I, I call them, began to break into their savings accounts and their 401ks in order to grab tickets for the much anticipated show. Now, who told you that? I don't believe that. Fans around the world went online looking to secure tickets to Queen Bean's tour with extremely high ticket prices, once again being a huge discussion among ticket buyers. But some fans may have no other choice than to swallow their pride and pay the huge cost if they want to see her show. While some concert girls have already secured their North American tour tickets, some fans have opted for a cheaper option by flying to Europe. Does it sound sensible that it's going to be cheaper in Europe to see Beyonce in high, I'm trying not to cuss out, in high inflation, to fly to Europe, you got to get hotel rooms and all that to see Beyonce. You know these are lies. These are lies to make you think this is the hottest ticket in town. It doesn't say anything about her show selling out because there are plenty of shows left domestically. And the prices uh, for regular price, they are expensive, but not that expensive unless you're going to get them from a scalper. And remember, I already told you how that allegedly goes around these streets. Fans on TikTok have been letting others into the genuine process of buying international tickets. Who are these fans? Are they part of the Bee Swarm publicity movement? Which unlocks large potential savings for consumers. Sadly, 
Mercedes Ariel on social media, content creator, is no stranger to save to this saving strategy. In 2018, Ariel secured four seats for Beyonce and Jay Z on the run tour in Paris for just $92 a piece. In her hometown, Dallas, that going rate are, uh, for the same four seat was a whopping $900 higher. Now, that may be true that they were higher, but inflation's hitting everywhere, okay? Now, I will just say this. I bought tickets for On the Run Tour. I went to, see, look, listen, listen, these are beef warmers. I've been to On the Run Tour Part 1 and Part 2. I was right up there at the stage, on the side, right at the stage. I looked right over at Beyonce, like right there. I paid probably 200 and some dollars. And I had great seats. Yes, the tickets have went up, but you can still get great seats. And I bet this beehiver was going for a meet and greet. Tickets, and listen, if she's going that cheap overseas, it shows you, again, bubble, Tickets in the top, to the top shows continue to rise in cost. And the reason why they were so cheap overseas last time, remember, for the on-the-run tour, because they weren't selling, period. They were having a hard time selling the on-the-run tour tickets. They had to do all kinds of deals. Remember, they Beyonce and Jay-Z had to drop that album real quick, Ape Shit album, because they weren't selling, because they didn't have any new music out. People were like, how are you going on the run on-the-run tour? And you ain't got no new music. Cool. What y'all doing? What y'all going to sing them old songs? So they went ahead and dropped the album real fast, and then they was making deals and all that stuff. Look it back up, Google it. They was making deals even overseas. That's why she got them for so cheap. Okay, this is what it is. For the tour, Ariel paid less for her international flight, hotel stay, and four seat tickets in Stockholm than her friends in Dallas paid to see the same show. Okay. It's really important to me to make people aware that living within your means does not mean that your lifestyle cannot be fabulous so that they can't, can't have these important glowing moments that will be forever memories, she said. To me, the savings are prices, okay? Now, maybe they're still buying there, maybe cheaper overseas because Beyonce's not that big of a deal. People don't give a care, kids. So you might be able to get them for real cheap like that because people ain't can. But they might, I, I look at the domestic, some of the domestic tickets, they are affordable tickets on floors and stuff like that still left. Now, if you want to do up close VIP packages and stuff like that and all that stuff, yeah, they'll say hi. And you go to Stockholm and travel all the time and you got, you can you can pay a good price, okay, do so. I guess you can. You can see the world. But I'm just trying to tell you, then you got to pay for some of y'all who ain't got no passports. See, these people, these lot of people behind, you got to pay for passports and all that. I, I just, y'all tell me the cost passports, okay? I don't believe this. This is a bunch of hype. Okay. Well, somebody said, uh, this one person said, Kane and Chick took a look at a four seat for the Renaissance tour in her hometown of Louisville, Kentucky, and they topped $800. When I looked in London, it was about $200, and the fight was like six sixty. Chanel said. I was like, it's generally the same cost. I don't know. Some of the four seats I've seen depends on the city you go to. You gonna go to London and pay all that money? Some of the seats, great seats I saw, two hundred, three hundred, and some dollars, 
and they were not, and depending on the city. You know, if you want to see her sweat, yeah, they might be, uh, you maybe get some sweat. I mean, like, you want to be right, like, in her face, like, so she can bend down and kiss you. <laughs> That's obvious. I mean, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Now, I do, you know, I do just for the experience. I do my, my, like, you know, because I'm a, I can, I'm a big fan of Maxwell's. I would love to see Maxwell overseas. That's one of my things, like, to see Maxwell somewhere, play overseas or something like that, you know. I would love to be able to see Maxwell. <laughs> I have to be on tour with Maxwell sometimes. But I would love to see uh, him play overseas. Yeah. But, you know, you can get a good, nice price for Maxwell around here. <laughs> Some of y'all ain't seen all of America. Some of y'all need to go around America. You can get much cheaper tickets at 900 I saw some good floor seats for Beyonce for $500. Now, a lot of y'all was y'all going on scalping. They are scalping sites that resale tickets for higher prices. And if you're doing that, then that's why they're so expensive. But Beyonce still has regular tickets domestically, okay? I just want to let things know that. Don't believe this hype, okay? It's hype to get you to think she's the hottest ticket in town. What's next? She's talking about Latasha Scott in Escape this week. Jesus. Oh, my God. What a mess. Escape, it all started. Now, I haven't been re- y'all watching the reality show. But apparently, I've been seeing online y'all talk about it. It all started when Escape, for some reason, thought they should be the headliners over SWV. Now, some of y'all wasn't in the 90s. So, so, so y'all, some of you kids was, wasn't born. So you look at Candy and Tiny because Candy's married to uh, 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 I mean Candy is I got all these businesses out here and she and her and Tiny wrote No Scrubs and Bills 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 and some other couple of hits and and, and y'all know them because especially because Tiny I mean especially Candy because she's made her way in reality TV and Tiny's been married to Tia so you have the illusion that Escape was like super huge in the night. But they weren't. I mean, they had one like one big album and a half possible. I mean, the first album did really well. It's like my little secret, and it was another. It was like two more songs or something like that. Okay. But they were no SW. It's in the in the nineties. It was involved and SWV and all the rest. I, 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 there's no need to lie out in these. They have gone into delusion, Candy especially, okay? And Latasha, you know, knowing that she's the best singer in the group, is really gone into delusion. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got to play y'all what Latasha was saying this week about her own group. I mean, first she'd been accused of stealing $30,000 from her own sister who's in the group. Now, my personal opinion is, Katie, is y'all not bigger than SWV. Not, you know you weren't in the 90s. SWV was that girl group besides Nimbo in the 90s. They were that. And then then came along, Jesse Child was coming up. And uh, and uh, who, uh, it, was some, it was a couple more. But they were in the category of probably like Jade and all that, which, you know, quick. But, but <laughs> and they, one of the reasons why Escape was kind of was because of Jermaine Dupree. But the girl group that was the stuff in the 90s, it, it was SWV, 
and and uh, 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 I, I can't I can't believe they gonna you're not gonna go there. We ain't gonna go hit for hit for. Didn't they show y'all that at the verses? Y'all saw that at the verses playing here. Feet was certain his stiff came out and slang him under the table. Okay. Only reason Coco kept wanting to sit. That's the only reason they were a little bit more entertaining. Escape because they were standing up, but Escape was never that good with a bunch of hits. It's a okay. So let's stop. We gotta stop the foolishness. Dude. They put. They think because they trying to play on y'all because they think you know y'all look cute. Okay, but I'm here to tell y'all. And if I was Coco, I would have let them go first because they know. Listen. Coco ain't going to leave nothing on the stage for you. Coco and SWV, not just Coco, SWV, because all the girls in SWV, I love all my SWV, okay? And they still making great albums. SWV is still making the last album, the last two albums from SWV, SWV has been great. Still playing at home. So, y'all, if I was Coco, I would tell you that's going for me. And I was just left in dust. Because y'all know y'all can't play with Coco and the SWV out in the street. They will, they will leave you to the dust. Hey, listen, they will. They will leave the, I've been to SWV in the peak when they was born, when they was in the popular in the 90s. I've been to their concert. And I've been to their concert since they being, you know, like, you know, the the legends they are. Okay? Like, and they still slay in concerts. Don't, don't play. All the girls. And especially with Coco at this time. Coco ain't playing with y'all. Coco is not going to play. <laughs> Latasha don't. Even when Latasha's singing a little stuff. But Latasha this week. I mean, first, Escape been fighting within themselves. You know, Escape can't keep together. Escape yet. So they've been fighting within themselves this week. And Latasha shaved at her own. <laughs> but besides trying to fight the. The the rumors of her husband having a side chick and cheating. Because Tasha K has been releasing all kind of uh, 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 stuff going on. Tasha K's interview with her husband last night. If hey, y'all if y'all have not heard it, please listen to Tasha K's interview with her husband. Like her husband went from being Olivia Pope <laughs> to finding Britney Spears in an interview. I don't know what's going on there. That was a wild interview. You got to hear a mess because he's trying to get Tasha to stop from interviewing his alleged mistress out of these streets. Okay. But, so, let me see. Let me go to, uh, so y'all can hear. I mean, it's just, but Tasha is loud. <laughs> she is the best singer in SWZ. But it is, she has not been the one that has kept, in my personal opinion, that has kept the SWV movement going. It's been tiny and candy because they've been, you know, they've been working really hard, you know, in their, uh, you know, with promoting, with their own promotion of themselves, which helps promote SWV. Candy on reality TV, Tiny being married to T.I. and songwriting. And Tiny does her, and Tiny's been on reality TV too with her family. So that's been keeping the fuel of Escape going longer than it, you know, than it, the the allure of a late uh, uh, of Escape a long time. It has not been Latasha. Okay? But let's hear Latasha talk about, you know, hear what she got to say. 
why she singing on everything? She's singing on every song. Y'all trying to set her up. So I said, I don't want to hear this song or nothing. So we went and Joe wrote that song, the singer Joe. Joe Joe. So I was in New York. Y'all know Joe, right? Yeah. Come on now. All the things. Mm-hmm. So I, I went into the studio. <laughs> yeah, I went in the studio. And then um, all I knew was he played the record and just the background. So we went in and did the background parts. And then after that, um, he was like, um, who wants to do the lead? So I'm like, I'm not singing nothing. So Candy went in first, and then she stayed in there for like four hours and came out, and he was like, that's not the sound that I'm looking for. That's not what I want. I don't, it's too hard. It's too rough. Y'all shady out here. So I promise, I'm telling a real story. It's the truth. It's my truth. And and then Tiny was like, I'll go in there and try it. So she went in and tried it. (laughs) I can't make this up. So she went in. She went and tried, and I sat outside for hours and hours and hours, and I kept thinking if Jermaine was here right now, he would cuss all of us out and say, y'all costing a lot of money. And so um, Joe comes back out. He was like, it's still not what I'm looking for. It's too, like, nasally. I need I need a little something. So I was like, I'm not singing. So he tells Rocky, like, why why, why are you wife not going to sing the song? And so he takes him to the side and tells him what's going on. He was like, who cares about that? When I work with SWV, Coco's the one that does mostly everything. So what does it matter? They get paid the same. And so uh, everybody else said I'm not singing anymore. Lord, the shade, the shade, the shade. Uh, candy is too rough. It's too <laughs> uh, uh, tiny. It's too nasally. When I worked with SWV, Coco sings out. That was shade towards the other SWV members, okay? <laughs> Latasha is shady, and you're trying to make a gospel album, Latasha, out in these streets. And that's from We Sound Crazy, too. We Sound Crazy uh, uh, podcast, I believe, that, uh, that, that, that interview was from. But did y'all hear the shade? The audience was even laughing because the audience knew when they said candy singing, See, I ain't like y'all. I don't think that Candy can't sing. I... No, Candy just needs more voice control. But Candy does have a voice, okay? But she does have a voice. I remember when I was a little kid, my grandma would be like, uh-uh. Like when you that, like when I be off tune or something, she'd be like, uh-uh, we gonna, you need voice control right now. What is, what's going on here? Why are you all over there? That tune ain't over there. The tune's right here. <laughs> That's Candy. Okay? Tunes everywhere. I mean, you be, you be flying through the wind. It be just, you know, it be, you be trying to catch it to him. Sometimes, you know, something you don't, you just do. <laughs> but she can sing. I'm not going to say Candy can't sing. I'm not, and so can Tiny. But Latasha, because Latasha got a big, beautiful voice. Latasha talk a lot. But Latasha, you ain't been able to do nothing with that big, beautiful voice. You been out here, but you throwing shade that, and part of that is probably because you spending so much time throwing shade at Candy and Tiny and them. Here's what I got advice for Candy, Tiny, and Tamika. Tamika can sing too, her sister, okay? She's the second best singer in the group. Here's what I would say to them. You don't need Natasha. Natasha, let her go and do gospel with her shady attitude. You can, you can actually hire another girl that can sing just as good, if not better, and we wouldn't be able to tell the difference on two. Fuck it. No, we would not. No, we would not because we don't, we ain't, we only know Latasha is being the shady one and thinking she's the best. And she is the best singer, but she know it. And she got the attitude like it. 
and she's angry with them now for a lot of reasons, maybe reasons that we don't quite understand. But, girl, they ain't got to have you, just like I said about Spinderella. No, I told the truth about Spinderella. Y'all just felt sorry for Spinderella and helped Spinderella out. But I said they did not need Spinderella. That you got to be humble when you're not needed. When other people done made, like when other, salt and pepper just didn't handle it well. With Spinderella, I would have immediately replaced her and kept going. Salt and pepper did not handle the publicity fallout fallout from from Spinderella. They they just didn't handle it really well. They 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 could have there was a lot of things they could have done to handle that a little bit better. And that's the only reason why Cinderella was able to get some traction with her stuff. But really, the truth is, Salt and Pepper can get out here today. If they say Salt and Pepper coming down there uh, tonight to, on tour with somebody, you ain't checking for Cinderella's ass. No, y'all not checking for Cinderella. Okay? Y'all don't care if Cinderella show up. I'm not. It took me a minute back in the day, and I saw Salt and Pepper. This is how old I am. I saw Salt and Pepper when Tramp was out, when they had the original uh, girls, the, other, the original Cinderella, the very first one. It took me, like, and I would see them a lot in concert. It took me a couple of times to realize it was a new Cinderella there. I was like, oh, dang, that's a new Cinderella? (laughs) I'm not being shady. I'm just saying Cinderella did not build up her, her, her need for them. She didn't build up enough thing behind her so that they would need her. She didn't. She wasn't. She didn't do that until after she disgruntledly left the group, and then she started playing victim everywhere, and that's how it, she built up that that mess. But for the for for the most part, they didn't need Spinderella because Spinderella didn't work hard to build her 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 a brand outside of it, and that was her fault. Where they needed, where I'm going, like girl, I gotta go. girl, Spinderella better be there. Ain't nobody saying that. Okay. Ain't nobody saying that about all the Okay, I'm just telling y'all, escape. This is true. Nobody's saying that about Latasha. Nobody's saying, Latasha better be there, girl, because I don't know. If you get a good singer in there, a, a person who can sing or something, just as good. Listen, you can get you a lead singer in there. As a matter of fact, Jennifer Hudson might be free in about a year or two. If this talk show keep going the way it's going. But I digress. Y'all need to get somebody who can sing. And people will forget about Latasha. Nobody's gonna be going to say Latasha better be there. But we are saying I better see Candy and Tiny. And they ain't got to be the best singers. It's because Candy and Tiny have worked real hard to build a brand outside of Escape, and they kept Escape going. Okay, Latasha, ain't nobody looking for you, boo. I hate to say it, and you're getting a lot of bad publicity from these, this reality show. It's fun. It's cool. Girl, they're making you the villain. You shouldn't even speak. And you got a top boy album coming out, too? Oh, God. Terrible. Jeez. I feel that I feel bad. Ain't nobody taking for you. You're just not. Escape, Candy, and Tiny, here's the good news. You may not be the best singers, but you are the brand. You do not need Natasha. Find somebody that can sing her part. See, you ain't got to be the most talented. You 
know who the number one, one the number the number one girl group of all time? You would think it was in Vogue, uh, um, second to it's it's the Supreme. Diana Ross wasn't the best singer. Spanish can sing, but she wasn't the best singer in the group. But Diana damn sure had the branding and the looks. TLC, second girl group, biggest, largest girl group of all time. Was they known for they singing? Nope. But they sure could churn out some hits. I'm telling y'all, Candy, Tiny, and Tamika, y'all wasted y'all time over there dealing with Latasha. SWV, you know something they understand, what I love about SWV, and they've done a lot of reality shows. I've seen them on a few reality shows, okay? What I love about SWV, each one of them understand their role. And they, they, Coco, even though she be trying to act divas sometimes, they bring Coco back to life, though. They make Coco, Coco done try to do a solo album out there, and it was good. I like Coco's solo album. I ain't gonna lie. The sunshine, that's hot. Uh, but they know Coco is the voice. And Coco knows she needs them. They they all bring something to the group. Style, uh the uh and, and, and charisma. They have they both they all three of them have different uh different things they bring together and they need each other. They get that over there. And they 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 and Coco's role uh uh, re, uh, respectful of, to, of Taj and Lily. I mean, Lily's a lot of the hip girl. Taj is the kind of in between, but she got a voice. Lily do too a little voice. They just ain't got a big one. It's, it's Coco. But they all bring. So they understand that they are SWV. They are the that together they make a powerful triple combination. Ain't no they when Coco begins some ego. Don't get it wrong, but Coco calms it down because she loves her sisters and she respects them. And Coco's branded herself well. So has Taj. Todd's been married to a football player. Lily's got out here and done interviews on her own and stuff like that. So like we know all of them. Latasha's being popular for some drama right now. I'm going to tell y'all the truth. I really didn't pay too much attention to nobody but Tiny and Candy. So she's easily replaceable. For all the disrespect she's been giving y'all, just replace her. Quit playing. And go second to SWV. Trust me on that. I mean, and go, what is it, first to open up for SWV because Really, it ain't no co-headliners. No, it's not. No, this lies. No co-headliners. It's SWV is the headliner. Facts. Facts. You'd be better off. Okay? But I suggest get a new lead singer and cut the bullshit. Y'all, y'all don't need Latasha. Y'all need to audition singers. I don't think this before. I done told these girls that they're wasting a lot of time with Latasha with this. Like, I ain't nobody checking for Latasha when they come to the show. Where Natasha? I ain't never heard nobody say that. Now, if Candy and them tried to sing by themselves, it's three of them. It's like when when New Edition replaced Bobby. I mean, we didn't like it as New Edition fans, early New Edition fans at first. It took us a while to love John. Okay, I ain't going to lie. But Johnny was out there. He had already had a hit album and stuff like that. Okay? And I ain't going to lie. We miss Bobby. We love Bobby. I still love Bobby. I'm glad they all back together now. It's beautiful. 
I love when I saw him last year. I was like, oh, I, I met. But, but Bobby had created, and Johnny came in, and he got to running, okay? So, it, I mean, you can, you can get a Johnny Hill, just like you could Bobby Brown. We love Bobby. They went, they went on. They First they went on as a foursome. Then they brought in Johnny Hill. And it, it, it was great when Bobby was doing his hits and stuff. And then they all came back together. You don't need Latasha. what I see. Quit wasting y'all time fighting with her. Goodness. Now, when I get back, I got to talk about Sierra, okay? Jeez, let me take a break. Tasha's going to bore me out. Talking about Latasha. I think we need Latasha around here talking about rip. You know, I, I was, you know, she was too lazily. I wouldn't even deal with that. I'd be like, bye. Because she don't realize that you ain't got to have talent. I mean, you ain't got to be the most talented. You got to know how to work your brand and have ethics. I mean, and, and just, I mean, be, and be, and be hardworking and all that. You ain't throwing your shade, and especially when you got a guy album coming out. It's mad crazy, Latasha. Mad crazy. And I think this is your new way of trying to get some publicity. But it's not smart. It's not smart. I'd, I'd easily replace her. Okay? That's just all y'all got to do. I come back. We're going to be talking about... Uh, 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 we're gonna get to talk. We're gonna talk about Sierra up in these streets and Giselle, and I'll be back in a, in a few. Oh, did I talk about? I didn't even. I don't know if I even hit. Um, what was it? Shirley Ross and Shirley Ross. We gotta make sure I hit that. Okay, when I come back. Okay, we're gonna take a quick break. I'll be back in the, in a, uh, in a few seconds. But we we got gonna listen to. Uh, Slow love, Janet. I'll be back in a moment, okay?
Danny Thug, Slow Love. Oh my God, I, that's my that's my little happy song. Like you know, I'm one of the few. That's just it's such a I love that song. It's so sexy and fun and happy. All right, it's the CC show. I am back. We are talking hot topics today. Uh, let's get into uh, let's see. Yeah, we talked about Latasha. Let's talk about uh, and y'all please don't go please check that interview out with uh, 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 with Tasha K on YouTube and her husband. Child, it was funny. It was, it was comedy, okay? Uh, okay, so this is according to MSN.com. It says, Shirley Ralph revealed she was sexually assaulted by a famous TV judge, okay? It says, uh, Shirley Ralph appeared recently on The Way Up with Angela Yee podcast to promote her new book, Diva 2.0, 12 Lessons for Me, for You. During the conversation, the Emmy Renner revealed she was assaulted by a famous TV judge. The veteran actions made it clear it was not Judge Greg Mathis. So social media users quickly assumed she was referring to Judge Brown. Some even joked that it could have been Joe, Judge Joe Judy. She said, I'm at a very public place. I was suited. I was handling my business for the television show I was on at the time. We were on the same network. This man walked in, grabbed me by the back of my neck, turned me around, and rammed his nasty-ass tongue down my throat. And everybody at the network saw it, she explained, live reports. The then mayor of New York, Lou Orleans, wanted to take action against the perverted judge, according to Ralph, but the network's executives urged her not to press charges, okay? Now, allegedly, I'm getting, this has been kind of clear, but it says the mayor of New Orleans at the time was Mark Morrell, Ralph said. I called, she called him, he wasn't there to witness it. I called Mark Morrell and he said, you want me to send the police there right now because we will fix his you-know-what right now. Somebody at the network tapped me on the shoulder and said, please don't. Do you know that they did not want any bad press around their show and did not care what had, what had just happened to me? The Abbott Elementary story continues. That's the kind of stuff that happens. That's what happens. That's what makes it hard for women to speak up about these things. Ralph went on to recall being accosted repeatedly by another person. It's horrible. It's like I can think about these things, and I'll tell you, it was like the third time something like this had happened to me. I had thought to myself, what did I do to deserve that? What made this man think he could just come over and put his hands on my body in front of he he didn't uh, uh front of he didn't know me? Ralph explained. He sat down at the table across from me. He did not remember any of this, but I had to let him know what he did the night. You know what was the shocking part? Everybody around the table was appalled that I would stand up for myself. They were appalled. They told me you should be that I should be ashamed of myself. And why would I even bring that up at the dinner table? She added. Okay. Listen, I'm a with the, I'm Shirley Ralph. I'm gonna say something. Shirley Ralph, by the way, is beautiful. I think she's one of the most beautiful women in Hollywood, especially for her age. She's gorgeous. But let me just say this, okay, Shirley Ralph. Okay, first of all, I hear Judge Judge Joe Brown is running for mayor in uh, some city, so this might have been perfect wild timing, okay. But let me just say this, Shirley. I've had certain things. I've even talked about it on this show how certain somebody when I was an underage child, they were old. It was a popular person. I will never reveal who it was who told me, didn't care at the time how old I was, was still trying to get me to come to their hotel room. Gave me the hotel number. I was a kid. Most people probably wouldn't believe if I told them who it was. It's a lot of people in the understand why would I you know here's the thing if I didn't say nothing back then why would I say something now I was a kid though that's the only reason but being your grown ass okay you a grown ass woman Cheryl 
Cheryl uh, Lee Ralph, and you agree with the network at the time that you didn't want to rustle no fuck no no feathers. Okay. Now you could have said, "Nah, I got Mark Morale on the line, and the police is coming here right now to know he disrespected me." But you chose your career at that time over what this judge did. So now, years later, you want to throw this judge under the bus. And we ain't got no proof of what really happened. We really don't know. We really don't know if that happened. We, he might have just came and put his arms around you and hugged you, and you took offense to that. I don't know. You might be overly sensitive. I don't know what really happened. But you decide you're going to throw this man's reputation and everything under the bus right now, 20-some years later, and we can't tell if you're telling the truth or not. It would have been different. You could have shared your story but not made it so obvious who it was and stuff. Because we ain't got, but it's, it's, it's the point, to, the problem to me is that she didn't deal with it back then when it should have been dealt with. Now, because you don't want your little Emmy and you think you're cute and stuff running around here now, you want to go, you want to feel empowered. <sighs> yes, and he touched me, and I was like, what should you, you could have, you, you could tell your story, but you didn't have to throw that man under the bus because we don't, we, it's no proof that he did that. We only got your word against his word. I don't know unless you got the executives, the people who saw it that day lined up so that we can uh, hear from them. Other than that, that I didn't like that. No, and I'm not that I don't believe in women empowerment because I know it takes women years to tell certain stories and stuff like that. But when you ain't got no proof, ain't nothing nobody can do. Well, I've been wrong. I remember I was in a club one time, and this and this ball this ball player, I was in a club. He was a popular ball player. I was coming past him in the club. He yanked my arm back. You know, like I was supposed to. I was like, yeah. I said, if you don't get your hands off me, he heard. He said, ah, oh, so it's like that. It's like that. You respect me. You don't grab. You don't yank me. I check people. And I was a shy girl. I'd check you in a second. So if you ain't handled the situation right then and there, Cheryl, I don't want to hear your story. Somebody touch me inappropriately, they get checked. Okay? So that's why I'm just trying to tell you, I don't want to hear your little story now. I don't want to hear your little story 20 years later trying to throw somebody under the bus and you ain't got no proof for what you done did. It's just really kind of ruining that person's reputation. And you, your word against his. Okay? That's all I got to say on that. Now, let's get up here and talk about, uh, what's it Beyonce? We're on Beyonce. I got to see what I got. Y'all know how I be. Okay. So that's little Cheryl this week, okay? So let's talk about Sierra, okay? Sierra has released another video. Oh, God. I forget what the fun does. Them girls or something like that, child. I don't know, child. It's just, child, just pray. You know, I don't know what she out here doing. But Sierra released a video. Uh, um, and um, listen, here's what I'm going to say. She said this week, according to Essence.com, Sierra stepping in the spring with new music, a clear message, something to say to our online critics. Essence caught up with Sierra doing Southwest by Southwest and South by Southwest in Austin, Texas, while she was appearing on behalf of Unlimited Degrees. 
by degree discussing all things that make her sweat and how she manages life career when he was on. The Sasha says she's ready to kick out spring with an anthem for women everywhere. Her hiding to be a single for the girls arrives March 21st. Uh, she said she decided to sell her record with fans. For Sierra, it's important to release it uh, during Women's History Month. Uh, she's, um, however, the Sunshine has managed to cause an onslaught of social media in recent weeks. Um, and some social uh, users were quick to point out that Sierra was calling the life of the singlehood, independence, and black women. Next, she lived up to another uh, set of lyrics. Uh, yeah, this is about that song. Okay. Then she got a backlash about her outfit. Sierra believes her relationship only strengthens her ability to speak about independence as a woman and express herself and her style how she sees fit. The thing that I love about my husband is that he speaks life into my independence. Before I came into his life, he knew who I was, and he's already respected that from day one. Um, let me just say this, okay, Sierra. Some men want to be with you no matter what. And they won't even sometimes tell that they really like, like, you know. Like, I understood that that outfit, it was the theme of the thing. But some dudes, they'll lie. They'll be like, yeah, I don't care what you do. I don't, I don't care. But, Sierra, you, here's the thing. You got to decide what you want in this life. Because, see, it's obvious that you still want a rapper. Not, not, I mean, not a rapper, but a dude like Future. And I ain't mad at that because that's your edge. You like that. You you like that. But do you really have you really looked at Russell and the kind of lifestyle he he's in right now? And have you even though he's speaking independence to you and all this stuff, have you really looked at him and see really said you know am I either am I the right chick for this guy or can I adjust my lifestyle where I can still have my independence? You know, and you got to ask that. I know that's not an easy thing to do as a woman because you have to make decisions about whether you should be with somebody, and that takes a while. But you you really have to look at this situation a little bit better and see if you for this guy or not. Because you can't keep going around thinking you with future. He ain't future, sweetie. You got to adjust. He up there doing prison ministry. I'm just, I'm just. I mean, I got a situation right now where it's, it's, it's where I gotta change a little a couple things if I decide I want to belong to something. And I'm like, whoa! Like, you know, let me see if I'm really up for the challenge. If this is a good fit for me, and I'm a good fit for them. Sometimes everybody got to change themselves a little bit or adjust to something if you if it's that important to you. If it's not. If he ain't the one, he ain't the one, Sierra. Ain't nobody mad. But you can't keep lying to yourself saying Russell speaks like Russell will do any damn thing to keep you. Shit. He ain't probably never had nothing like Sierra before. Russell's going to lie and everything else. But you got to look at where he's going. He's playing for Denver. He, he They conservative over there. He He's going to church ministry and all that. And you up here trying to be naked, run around these streets. Girl, stop. Talking about independent girls and I ain't got time in this song. It was terrible. Let me just stop. Just I want to Giselle. Pull Giselle up. Okay, I'm ready to talk about Giselle. Y'all know I got to have a part two, right? God, there's so much we got to talk about. I got to have another part two. Some stuff I done left out. Pull up Giselle. I can't even deal with talking about Sierra no more. Sierra's lying to herself, okay? And you're going to end up in Devon Franklin. 
down Devon Franklin and, and making good streets, trying to help you. Okay, making good. He made the decision for Megan to set her free. And not because Megan was a hoe or nothing like that, or, you know, but she's more of a worldly girl. He knew, even though she loved God, he knew that, that hey, I'm confused about who I am. If I'm a preacher or an executive, then I don't want to keep her in confusion. That's how I feel, you know. And I don't want to keep her uh, up here with these church people coming at her. They don't come at her because she's supposed to be first lady, and they don't come at her running around here half naked. Okay? And I, I, I got to understand, I got to give her somebody who, who can understand what she do. Nick Cannon out in these streets. I'm gonna land this with Nick Cannon tonight. Nick Cannon. <sighs> Nick Cannon talking about Mariah Carey's the love of his life. Okay. All I want to say is to the concubines. See, see. I know y'all embarrassed. Y'all should be sad. Then he said. Then I think he went on to say on this some show he was on. You know that he 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 couldn't pick none of them. He said, "Well, you know, why would I do that? I mean, maybe I mean I'm so I love all of them. I mean, he's just, he's just out of control." <laughs> then he says he regrets not having kids with ex girlfriend Kristen Million. Life plans are that. Chris, you know, you know when you get one of them dudes where you like you used to really want and used to be really in love with them. And God kept saying, no, 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 stand there, stand there. I know I've had that in my life. And he's like, oh, <laughs> I want him, please. And God's like, no, every time, just pushing him away and stuff like that. And then you see him a few years later and you go, damn, I, I saw it. And you start shouting, he's like, God. You saw it wasn't for me. You see, child. That's what Christine Milian is doing right now. I'm like, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Mariah is wishing that God would have stopped her. But at least she was married. Mariah's like, well, you need to look at me for me like you did Christina. I don't know, Mariah. You try to rush into it, but yeah, but Christina's happy that she died. I know that. I know you are Christina. I know you over there, like, thank God, because I heard she was really hurt about Nick Cannon. Like it was like it really hurt her that Nick Cannon did that to her. Okay. So anyway, let's let's go. That wasn't my last story. I thought it was. Okay. We here's the next story. Giselle Bunchen. The bunch rumors about Tom Brady divorce. The death of my dreams, okay? <clears throat> Brazilian supermodel Giselle Bunchen is breaking her silence about her divorce from NFL superstar Tom Brady. After 13 years of marriage, Bunchen spoke her truth in a tell-out interview and put a stop to the rumors for good. The 42-year-old model said the split was the death of my dream and she lost who was meant to be a partner for life. It's tough because you imagine your life was going to be a certain way and you did everything you could, you know, Bunchen emotionally told Vanity Fair as she wiped away tears. I believe in fairy tales when I was a kid. I think it's beautiful to believe in that. I mean, I'm so grateful I did. Bunch of 45 rocked headlines last October as the news of their split surface. However, the mother of two revealed how upsetting the rumors were 
that fans believe Bunchkin gave Brady an ultimatum amid his retirement from football. Giselle told Tom either he uh, told Tom either he leaves football to spend time with family or she's gone for a good. A source told U.S. Weekly at the time she doesn't want him to continue to get injured. Okay, that was a lie. She said, "Listen, I have always cheered for him, and I will continue forever." Bunchkin revealed to Vanity Fair, "If there's one person I want to be the happiest in the world, it's him. Believe me, I want him to achieve and conquer." I thought that was kind of strange because she was always like she used to get into it with fans, everything allegedly. I want all of his dreams to come true. That's what I really want from the bottom of my heart. What's been said is one piece of a much bigger puzzle. It's not so black and white, she said. I thought that. Bunch and Kenley addressed the reason for the former power couple decided to split after over a decade together. Sometimes you grow together. Sometimes you grow apart. When you love someone, you don't put them in jail and say you have to live this life. You set them free to be who they are. If you want to find the same direction, then that's amazing. We're not playing against each other. We're a team, and that's beautiful. I look back, I have no regrets. I loved every bit of it. Shout out. Bill's a Scorpio moon. Shout out, Scorpio moon. That's deep introspective. I feel that. I believe that for her. I love that. And it took her, listen, she said that wasn't a quick decision. Sierra, I'm trying to give you some wisdom here. She said that wasn't a quick decision. That wasn't a quick, that was, and you can see Giselle, I think because Giselle's trying to be somebody else too. You know, I think she's wanting to get back in the modeling world. She's moving in a different direction. Tom, you can see, is moving in a direction, different direction. And it probably, she probably, they probably knew that a long time ago, but they tried to stay, tried to stay the course, tried to work it out. Some couples can do that. Some people can read, some couples can rearrange themselves and say, okay, Hey, it ain't looking good right now, but let's try it. Let's try to go for it. And it looked like when she has she described it in this 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 article that she tried. Uh, they tried everything, but they were just. And this was from FoxNews.com. But they were just growing apart. They were just going in different directions. And and see, as she said, and I love what she said. When you love somebody, you don't keep them in a cage. You know, you 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 set them free. You say, hey, you. You want to be something I don't want you to be. Now, here, I mean, you want to be something that, I'm, I, I, that I don't, maybe I don't want. And sometimes you got to do that with love. You know what I'm saying? You don't marry all the time. People, I always tell people, sometimes just because you love somebody don't mean you got to be with them. I have friends that tell me all the time. I have girlfriends who all the time who I talk to and stuff like that who said, "Listen, I have a friend right now and said, I listen, I will always. There is nothing. Her and uh, uh, one of her baby, they, her baby did. They like they. You can see sparks and chemistry and, and everything flying when they together. It's like firecrackers all over the place. You know, like Sierra Future. Like you know, but she's like. He just, you know, he ain't a one-woman kind of dude. And I'm a, I, I want to be with her, somebody that's, that wants one woman. Like, I always love him. I love him. And I don't want, I don't want to make him be something he ain't. And I don't want to hate him. I was like, damn, you mature. Like, I mean, and she realized because she went through so much shit with him. He, I mean, you know, he was he was trying to be all that. And he just couldn't be it. He was just a hoe. I mean, he, just, he like hoeing. And she realized it, like, I'm trying to make him be something that he ain't. 
He's a hoe. He's he for the streets. And there's nothing wrong with being for the streets. I just, I ain't, I'm not a girl who want a man for the streets. That's what, but she loves that man. You see it every time they, they talk with it. She love that man. Okay? I mean, I, I know when her husband, you know, her new man, her new look at him, he's like, damn, that's the chemistry. But, Listen, until unless he only thing danger that new man got is if they decide he decided straight that he wanna be the dude that she like. But she she understands he can't be that. And that ain't what he wanna be. He ain't even interested in it. Even though he and they they madly in love with each other. So I love I feel like that's Giselle and Tom, man. I really feel like maybe there's a lot of love there. But there's two people that's like I feel like that about Sierra and Future, to be honest. I really believe Sierra's in love with Future. I ain't going to lie to y'all. I ain't going to lie to y'all through the street. <laughs> like, I believe I believe Lisa Bonet still feeling that, that Gemini who came. You know, them Gemini's like the wrong. No offense, Gemini's. Not all y'all, but a lot of y'all. You know, y'all like the whole around the place. Not all y'all, but some of I mean, you know, every sign got a hoe. Every sign got a hoe. But Gemini's, you know. And Lisa realized she had to go on with her life because, you know, hey, he ain't going to say, I'm a Scorpio. And I want that that nomad penis to myself. Okay? I don't want it to be spreading it low and dropping it wide all over the place. Okay? Let me set up this show. I only got two minutes. This show is crazy. Y'all, y'all know I got to have a part two, right? <laughs> Thank y'all for joining me like y'all do every week, man. I'm so crazy, but I know Lisa Bonet's do. I know she wanted to keep it. I, listen, I know that Scorpio wanted to keep that Gemini. I, I feel, I feel this. I don't know. I probably, I, I don't know. I, I can't say. Many Kravitz, I'm, I feel the same way, Lisa. I understand. I feel you. I feel the pain. Even years later, I I'd be like, nope, can't share. You can look at me and say you can't share. I'd be looking at, I look at me and say, can't share. I, I see Lisa probably feeling in her can't share. Even if she tried it, I don't want to share. <laughs> I wouldn't want to share. I wouldn't. I would not want to share Lenny Kravitz. Not nowhere. I mean, I don't want to share. I know she broke up with the Leo, the the doo doo. What's the name? I know she broke. They broke up. But man, I don't feel that thing. Like I feel like. I mean, she still love that me. That's just my my take on it. It took her a long time to get over that. And she realized she got to set him street free to the nomad street, to the Bohemian street, to the New York model, to the Madonna of the world. <laughs> Let's leave out with Liddy Kravitz, y'all. Storm. It's the CC Show. Thank y'all for joining me. I will see y'all in part, maybe part two, I don't know, or next week, or maybe sometime, maybe tonight. You never know, all right? I'm out. See y'all, y'all. We're going to have some kind of part two. Bye.
Well, you know, I know you don't went through a lot of pain with them, but the, was, it, was it worth it? Because <laughs> we all sit here looking at you like, it looked like it could have been. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm out, y'all. Let's leave out again with Storm, Lenny Kravitz. I will see y'all. Bye. <laughs> Let it breathe for a second. Just wait. It's taking me beyond the planet and the star. You're the only one that could take me this far. I'll be forever searching for your love. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.